On the first day of Krampus, my true love gave to me Attack of the Killer Podcast. (laughs) Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. <clears throat> Merry Krampus, everybody. Merry Krampus. Merry Krampus. Merry Krampus. The show is, um, actually, we're recording this show on Star Wars Day, so I'm pretty sure that'll get brought up. Yeah, because I could be at the premiere right now. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, thanks guys. I'm the asshole that's keeping all you guys away from uh, Star Wars right now. <laughs> Plus I thought it was May 4th. So well, why, May 4th is Star Wars Day, but apparently they get two this year because the movie's such a big deal. Oh. Anyway, uh, and then this episode is on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas, all you Killer Podcast listeners. It's a special present for you. And you say we never give you anything. This episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite holiday icon. That's right. Leprechaun? Rudolph. Oh. <clears throat> no, Krampus. Krampus! Krampus! Hey. But before we do that, oh. I have to finish my song. <laughs> <gasps> On the second day of Krampus, my true love gave to me two overdue library books. Terry Turford, everybody. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. <gasps> On the third day of Krampus, my true love gave to me three severed fingers. Sam Hayes, everyone! (laughs) What's up? Ouch. (laughs) On the fourth day of Krampus, my true love gave to me crabs. John Stalter! (laughs) Hi, everybody. Uh, I still have ointment for that if you need it. Thanks, John. On the fifth day of Krampus, my true love gave to me five cock rings. Jason Bollinger! (laughs) Hello, everybody. My gift of choice. (laughs) (laughs) What? Gift that keeps on giving. That's right. I love stop giving. I love love when the intros involve singing. I know you do. It can never be too often. Okay, so yes, uh, we'll be talking about Krampus, because this year is the year of Krampus, apparently. I think so. Like, I'll be the first to admit, if you've told me, like, five, ten years ago, asked me who Krampus was, I'm be like, huh? And now it's like Krampus is all over everything, everywhere. Like, the, the lore of Krampus has really come about, especially this year, with, what, four freaking movies about Krampus that came out this year. More. Is it more than four? Because I I went to Walmart last night and I looked at the shelf and there were at least four other ones that you've never even heard of yet. (laughs) All with Krampuses on on the cover and title and Now we won't be getting into all of those because I don't know about about you but I didn't watch any of those 
any of those shits. How about well, you there's always, you know, when there's a big movie release, there are always those sketch, like, copies of them that come out that have weird titles. Like, they're, like, they're just completely ripping off the big mainstream movie and trying to make bank on it. Well, what's crazy about it is, Jason, you said one of them was literally just called Krampus, right? Oh, yeah. So, so they're not even trying, you know. It's just, it's just like let's just straight up steal the title. <laughs> and then, is that the one that's put out by the Asylum? I think the Asylum did one, right? Oh, asylum probably did two or three of them. Probably, yeah. no, probably. They did two or three today. What are you talking about? They're filming, they're filming one right now in my bathroom. That's a good point. That's a good point. If anybody can do it, it's not them. Um, what was I saying? So Krampus. So, but we will be talking about probably more of the mainstreamy Krampus-related films, um, which there's not a super ton. So the conversation about the particular films will probably be a little extra lengthy this episode, especially the big dog playing in the theaters right now, Krampus. I know, cool title, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> But before we get into the discussion of Krampus, we should probably do some killer news. Now it's time for killer news. Ripped straight from the headlines on attack on the killer podcast. Okay, here's today's headlines and killer news. <clears throat> Official Ghostbusters photo was online. Fanboys say, how does this relate to Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the new uh, Ghostbusters photo? The yeah. lady Ghostbusters yeah. in the outfits? Yeah. That not look too bad. <coughs> yeah, not bad at all. I think they look pretty cool. They're, it's girls. I know. That's cool. Uh, there are women. Uh, wi- lady power. <laughs> <laughs> so too bad Dustin's not on this episode. And- be like rubbing it in. He's like, see, they at least take a put. They at least all took a picture together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're that much closer, at least. Uh-huh. <clears throat> now, okay, so obviously, I know Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, but I don't know Leslie Jones. Anybody familiar with her? What she's been in? Is she is she an SNL cast member? Like a newer one? I haven't. I thought yeah, so. Seen her. Yeah, oh, she's she? on SNL. Oh, okay. When's the yeah, last time you just... watched SNL, Mike? Oh my God! Seriously, I'll I'll be honest. I haven't watched it since probably Feral, probably uh, Dick in a Box, probably. Oh, yeah, she's Which she's is still pretty a classic. new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and even during that, even during that era of um, of uh, Adam Sandberg and those guys, I watched it very irregularly. Andy, Andy. Mm-hmm. yeah, what I say, Adam. Adam. So. <laughs> Somebody. Andy Sandler. So (laughs) same thing. Also in the news, the Independence Day trailer Resurgence is online. Fanboys say, how does this relate to Star Wars? (laughs) What'd you guys think of that trailer, huh? I wanna see it. I'm so pumped. (laughs) I know. I, I mean, I kind of liked the, the first one. I mean, it was fun for its time. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. So, yes. I know. I mean, oh, my God. I, I love that man. He's one of my favorite actors. So, it's like, <laughs> yep, I'll see it. Yeah, I'll watch anything with him, but it's just awesome that he's back. Yeah. Right. It's and just got a lot of people. 
Yeah, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm totally blanking on the guy that plays his dad. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad in that movie. Yeah, the guy from Taxi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Judd Judd Hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he's always great, too. So, I mean, they, they, it's not just, hey, we're going to make a sequel 20 years later or whatever it's been, and we're just going to have all new cast. It's It's got a lot of people, and it really ties into the, the first one. So, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I had, like, zero idea that, or I didn't recall that they were making, remaking uh-uh. this. So, when it popped up, I'm like, what? And then I watched it, and I was like, what? This looks awesome! So I'm excited. They, I guess they did a pretty good job keeping it under the radar, right? I mean, we're yeah. sitting here talking about we're <clears throat> sitting here talking about Star Wars and Ghostbusters and how that shit's been a buzz for, like, the past year, two years, mm-hmm. three years, you know? And But I don't ever remember reading or hearing anything you know, other than rumor and speculation about them doing another Independence Day. Yeah, that's and all I <clears throat> There's a really cool uh, website for this movie. Um, oh, I can't remember the n- it has a name, um, but it's like this really cool interactive website that's a timeline of everything that's happened since yeah. the last movie up until now. That's that's caught that's uh, created the chain of events that's going on. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, it's really it's cool for sure. Should check it out if I can find what the website is. I'll tell you. Okay. Oh, I found it. Oh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, war of nineteen ninety six dot com. It's pretty huh. sweet. Sweet. But that's what's awesome. It's a sequel twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly twenty years. It's awesome. <clears throat> it's like that same excitement I got from Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. hey, we're gonna bring, but they're bringing back the actors that can. You know, original actors. It's twenty years later, literally timeline wise too, and yeah, and the trailer was kick ass. I, it's like. Okay, a lot of trailers these days are all fucking half second, if that, you know, like six frames, and then it's oh, cut yeah, to the next yeah. fucking thing, cut to the next fucking <clears throat> thing, cut to, you can't, like, so many trailers these days I fucking can't stand, because I can't even see about not what the fuck is going on, because they don't, I don't know, it was fade in and out, fade yeah. in, fade in, fade out, fade in, fade out. But this one, it had this feel to it like I've never seen a trailer have before, it was just really, and the music... It was just really long and sweepy, and maybe I'm crazy, but it, it felt really <laughs> different and yeah. cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. And is this going to be the new trend in the world of uh, reboots and redos? And It's a sequel. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at. Like, these quote-unquote... Whatever you want to fucking call them, Are they like a real time <clears throat> sequel. Like a real time sequel slash, um, if you're rebooting the thing, not ignoring what came before, like like Star Trek and um, you know, it, it kind of seems it kind of seems like the new trend instead of just like I guess this is a completely reboot. Forget what you saw before. This is a whole new universe. More of a continue, just or, more continuations of old franchises and things. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to be like the new. The new trend, which I'm is okay which, with that. exactly, I'm okay yeah. with that. You know, which I mean, if I like, don't speculate, what's that? I don't <laughs> speculate on trends. 
Well, I'm I'm saying I've been seeing that more and more lately, though. It seems like, <laughs> as opposed to just completely. I I just well, and we've talked about this before, <clears throat> but I think it's like the people from our generations, like these movies, like that we cherish so much when we were younger, and now as everyone's getting older, we're like we're fucking bringing this shit back. It was so awesome. People now need to know how awesome it was back then for us, sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's off topic, but I kind of liked the Ninja Turtles 2 trailer. Oh my god. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Uh, You you can shame me all you want, Sam, but (laughs) you know what those those Jim Henson animatronic uh, Ninja Turtle movies uh, from the 80, late 80s, 90s, did not have Bebop and Rocksteady. True. True. Yeah, I saw that they were going to be in the new movie, but I haven't seen the trailer. And they look like, they look more like their original cartoon personas than the Turtles do. Which, you know, that's a whole other topic of conversation, but they, weren't they look like Bebop too. and Rocksteady. I what? thought they were in t- Turtles too. No, that wasn't Bebop and Rocksteady, that was... Toka and Razor. Yep. Yeah. It was a... Another turtle and a uh, like a wolf or something. Just licensing rights. Come on, but uh, maybe, maybe. But still, you know that's what we wanted back then, and we got them now. And Casey Jones is back into it too. He's in the new one, so I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about it, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one. It was I liked it. It it was serviceable. It was enjoy enjoyable, and it it was fun. I. I take issue of, like, if Michael Bay's name is attached to it, we have to destroy a downtown area at the in the third act, but <laughs> I don't see how that should have to play into a Ninja Turtles movie. It has to be, does it have to be that epic? Um, and then and I also take a lot of issues with Shredder's super suit, but <clears throat> his X-Acto knife suit, but, um, but I, I don't know. I think the new one looks Looks awesome. I'm just excited for Bebop and Rocksteady, I guess. So. <clears throat> anyway, but that that has nothing to do with uh, this show. And I should probably get back to Killer News, right? Because we have one more. Our final story tonight. J.J. Um, Abrams oversees 4K restoration of the original Phantasm movie. Woot woot! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Fanboys say. Fanboys say, eh, there's a little something to do with Star Wars. A little bit. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm ex- that's pretty exciting. I guess I, I never realized that JJ was such a um, Phantasm fan. Well, yeah, a character in the new Star Wars is named after Phantasm. Yeah, yeah, I just learned that as well, which is awesome. And she, so, Yeah, she's awesome. And it, it's kind of full circle. So, like, Star Wars now steals from Phantasm. Well, Phantasm in the new movie, which it stole from Phantasm in the original movie, right? Because aren't, aren't those aren't those little uh, Jawas just the same as the little creatures in Phantasm? <laughs> Phantasm was first. That's all I'm saying. Wait, didn't didn't uh, Star Wars come first though? I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure Star Wars <laughs> came first. <clears throat> no, and Except you're wrong, but you know. And, <laughs> Phantasm Just because you first. saw it first doesn't mean it came first. And nobody, <laughs> and you guys can't check the internet because I know you're all staying away from the internet. Keep away That's from Star true. Wars spoilers. So, nope. so we're gonna go on record as Phantasm was first. <laughs> so, it was filmed yeah. first. No, 
Damn it! You can't just say it and then it's true. <laughs> so, do you guys think this, uh, like, this 4K restoration has to do with, like, the new Phantasm movie? Do you think we're finally going to get that? It's been, like... Like, yeah. they showed, like, the trailer, like, a year ago, and there yeah. hasn't been anything Ravager. about it since. Ravager it's, or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sadly been taken forever, but part of the reason why it's been recently been delayed is because of this restoration. Like, John Cassarelli had said that, uh, um, he, he, that it, that it is delaying the, the fifth and final, he said, in the Phantasm. It's got to be the final, right? Like, Angus yeah, Scrim's not going to survive long enough to do it. It's so. his final one. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> he, he, yeah, so he was saying that he's But I thought he had, he had dropped as the director, though. Well, he's producer, and I don't think he ever was the director. Yeah. Uh, I think originally, maybe. The they had know, maybe. Which is what has always made me nervous about the about the new Phantasm. Is it going to... Because, I mean, yeah. I have a feeling Don's still going to have his hands all over it, so I guess I shouldn't be too worried, but... Yeah, but the guy who's directing it is, is pretty awesome. I'm not, I've been a fan of his, actually, for a while, so... Who is it? I don't... Uh, David Hartman. He's done, like, a lot of short films and, like, music videos, actually. Okay. He's kind of, like, more in the animation world, so he's, like, very, you know, very visual director, so... But no, the show looks great. I'm wicked excited for it. It's just taken forever. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, I was hoping it didn't, you know, because sometimes, you know, if a movie's crap, it takes forever. But hopefully it's just because of this restoration. That's been the holdup. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not because it's, you know, a shitty film that no one wants to distribute. Uh, yeah, I hope not. But... I don't know. I, I mean, I'm hopeful, and so it kind of sounds like both both the restoration and the and the new movie will be wrapping up this this next year. So hopefully, we'll right. see both of those here soon. So awesome! But is it polishing a turd? No offense. Wait, a what? No, I know. What? I love the first Phantasm. I'm like, but <clears throat> does it does, does it deserve? Yes. For, I mean, that's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get the you know let's get I mean, your full right? thought out here before we well, unplug just, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just mean, of all the films, not even horror films, all the films in the world that could have a why this one? Because JJ wanted to do it. He's got straight the up the only reason. According yeah. to what I, according to what I read, J.J. Uh, Abrams went to Don Casarelli because he wanted to show, he wanted to do a screening of Phantasm um, at his production house, Bad Robot. Um, and Don Casarelli said, "Well, good luck. Uh, all the prints are in horrible shape, and so that has a lot to do with doing the restoration. So, so it's a classic horror film that probably, in my the way I took it, is." Um, that has had even less respect and treatment than it deserves. Not saying that Phantasm is like Gone of the Wind, Casablanca, or you know Halloween or whatever, but that it's still a, a still a really good movie. But the prints have been not res- treated with respect, even on a much lower level. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. Like before, before all hope is lost, let's. Uh, 
let's do let's uh get a really good let's revive this film but it's really cause yeah it's what jj wants so it's what yeah, JJ, jj wants gets. to do it and don's like yeah go for it man let's do this so. I just wonder if they're gonna re- like restore it to 4K. Are they also gonna like get rid of like the copious amount of monofilament as well? Like, <laughs> that's gonna be pretty uh, fucking visible. That's a good point, especially the little insect that grows out of that finger or whatever in the kitchen. Right. That weirdo fight scene. Um, yeah, yeah, because the string's really noticeable on that on shitty versions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oi, 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 oi. Five, oh. 5.1 channel audio mix, though. They're doing that, too. be awesome. Sweet. I think it's deserved, Jason. Okay, fine. No, I do, I do too. The movie <laughs> deserve. I mean, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> why, why this one film out of nowhere? And so that makes sense. JJ. Because JJ wants it. Hey, what's that over there? <coughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Forgot to open it before we started. This one's for you, John. Woo! Oh, all right. I'm just um, kidding. It's, it's Coke. I mean, a cocaine. Oh. Yeah. No. Party. I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> so that's killer news, unless anybody has any late breaking stories. Late breaking stories. Did you guys see the new Full House trailer? No. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what? Fuller House. Fuller House, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer, but I've heard of this this project for a while now. They're doing a new Full yeah. House series. It's a Netflix original. Netflix original. Whoa, with? With the kids grown up and now they're the parents, I guess. It's supposed to have Are a the, lot of the original the cast. The grandparents going to be around? I don't know. I would assume Saget's there. What else is he doing? Especially, oh, and Dave Coulier, you know, other he's than definitely got yeah. nothing else going. Exactly. On. <laughs> he's he wrote that Lannis Morissette song well, as long as And the kid. trailer is just it's basically like the old like it just is like the old opening and it kind of shows the interior of the house. Awesome. The and house. it like it just shows like it doesn't actually show any people. Like you kind of hear people coming up to the door and unlocking <laughs> it. Like you, you just hear them talking, like some of the characters, but they don't actually it, show anyone. And it's got a dog. Yeah, yeah, there's so there's that. Story that's that. Story development. That's the best part. Yep, they got Hey, I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm supp- I support it. You know why? Because Girl Meets World is awesome. Yeah, for, but for doing the same thing. But Boy Meets World was a good show. That's Full right. House was never good. I can't argue. Uh, uh, I, I can't what really argue mean? either. But I religiously watched that show. I, I think I've seen every episode of Full House. <laughs> It's not. I, it's not a good show. I'm not saying that. I, I mean, I've watched it too, and yeah, it, it is crap. But yeah, <laughs> and you're right. Boy Meets World was awesome. Yeah, see, that was a good show. And I wonder. I wonder if they're going to keep the awkward wholesomeness of, of Full House in this new one. Now Bob Saget's going to cuss a lot. It's like, oh, I would. Yeah, that would be amazing. It would be yeah. awesome if it was Netflix. like a mature version. But that show, that show had '60s mentality of morality yeah. tales to it in the '90s. You know, so it always just felt a little weird. Yeah. Or I guess maybe the proper word would be extremely fucking hokey. But <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But. 
I started watching that show because of Dave Coulier. I was a fan of him when he was like a stand-up comedian. Hey, and cut he, it out. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and when he had a very short-lived show on Nickelodeon back in the day called Out of Control. Loved oh, it. yeah. I loved that show. And so when I saw that he was going to be on the show Full House, I'm like, oh, Dave Coulier. Yep. So, and and that's why I watched it. realized how crappy it was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stop watching, though. Yeah. So funny. Thank God for John Stamos's mullet. That kept me going. Yep. <laughs> That's what gets me through the cold winters. That's right. That's right. I hope they have Mary-Kate and Ashley uh, in the show, too, but they do it like they did when they were kids, and they would just... One at a time. They would do one scene at a time. It's the same character. Yeah. There, oh, God, I'd have to find it and show it to you guys, but there was a clip that somebody made. It was uh, Full House, but they took out uh, the little girl. So it always looked like they were talking to this imaginary kid, and it was really fucking creepy. Whoa. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh man, I kind of. It was so they would talk, and then they just show an empty chair, and it was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it kind of make it kind of makes me think of my insane's pick tonight. So, oh, not to wait for that. Bring it back. Kind of related a little. <clears throat> okay, so awesome. So, can we stop talking about Full House, please? Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> a freaking yeah. horror movie podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Krampus. Let's just get straight into the uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode and the movie Krampus, directed by. That was a cue for oh, somebody else. Michael <laughs> Doherty. Yes. <laughs> the director of Trick or Treat. That's all I ever knew it was. I'm like the Trick or Treat director. That's all everyone. Always said. Yeah, I couldn't remember either. That's why I was trying to sign oh. up you guys. Um, <clears throat> I had another segue, too. If it, you didn't have one, it was going to be... Oh, okay. Because we just talked about Boy Meets World. And then the the, the lead actor went from his first show, was on the show, and now he's the star of this movie. The lead kid was on Boy Meets World? Was the, on Girl Meets what's World? His, what's his face? I don't have it up. Adam Scott. Adam Scott was on. Adam Boy Scott Meets World. was on Boy Meets World. Really? Yeah. He was like the first, one of the first bullies. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It was oh wow. Griff was his name, I think. He was awesome. <laughs> he was, yeah. Bullies ladies, being awesome. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you ever want to challenge anybody to some <laughs> Boy Meets World trivia, Jason will school your ass. <laughs> but now he's like the star of a major motion picture. Is fucking awesome. And well, he was, he was on great. Parks and Rec. I know, but but a movie. That's <laughs> TV. Psh. Movie. <laughs> He's the big time, Terry. That's the big time. It's not his first movie. Yes, I mean, it is. It's the first oh. one he cares about, apparently. Right. Yeah, that yeah. might be, yeah. Starring. Starring role, I mean. He's the lead. Yeah, he is the lead. That's his yeah. yeah, so we all got to see Krampus, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Sam. I did not. <laughs> you knew that. Why'd you set it up like that? But no. You're just I, can't, I wanted to lead yeah. into, like, do we need to tippy-toe around spoilers? or No, go ahead spoil it. We've got go to ahead. dive in. I mean, this is going to be Good. both the episode is this movie, so. Exactly. Exactly. So, just, so to set it up, what Krampus is about, uh, it's about this family kind of i would say maybe a yuppie-ish type of family maybe oh, yeah. you got the kind of martha stewart everything's got to be perfect mom you got the workaholic father and the the teenage girl and the <clears throat> and the young son 
And the and the father, his mother, the grandmother, apparently lives with them. And she is German. She is very German. And uh, it's Christmas Eve, and their cousins are coming. Um, the mom's sister and her family are coming for Christmas, and everybody is dreading it because the families don't really get along too well. Because uh, the other family's a little bit more redneckishy, I guess you could say. <clears throat> and but the young boy, <laughs> <laughs> the young boy still really believes in the whole spirit of Christmas and Santa Claus and all that, and and does his annual writing a letter to Santa. Well, the uh, <clears throat> the cousins, they all show up, and of course, you know, Christmas vacation antics ensue, and um, <clears throat> comes time for dinner, and one of the cousins is bullying the, the little boy, uh, finds the letter and reads it aloud at the table, it upsets the boy, he ends up ripping up the letter, and old Jason had to go to Adam Scott's IMDb page, and he's high-fiving himself about his Boy Meets World reference. Leave me alone. So anyway. <laughs> uh, so he rips up the letter and throws it out the window, and I guess doesn't believe anymore. And, and so and this brings on the wrath of Krampus, who basically takes over the, the neighborhood. Like, everybody kind of disappears. It kind of turns into a snow-apocalyptic... A uh, nightmare outside, and like there's nobody around. This family's kind of kind of boards themselves up for what the what's going on, on the outside, and just Krampus starts taking them all out one by one. So that's Krampus in a nutshell. Okay, first of all, it is not Christmas Eve. It is like three days to Christmas. Yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Pay attention. Because well they because they open up like several um, of the advent calendar things. Oh yeah, there are like three of them, but not that that's a huge deal. But busting balls right away. Just saying. <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Terry. Well, it's awesome. You fucking do it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I usually make you do it. I thought I was giving I you know, a break. Exactly. Usually, and you just it. gotta throw so it in my face. Right. Do it right. I don't have your skills, I guess. That's why I always have you do it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to piece things together in my brain now because I was about ready to call out and then how come at the ending, but I guess it, the timeline still matches up. So, man, this movie was awesome. I don't know about you guys. I fucking loved it. It was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I love the opening sequence. Like, I was excited, like, instantly. Because it's just sequence? like all of the Black Friday, well, or similar. It's just crazy Christmas shopping oh, yeah, antics at the beginning. Yeah, I love the sequence. opening credit sequence. I all was like, yes, this is awesome. Like, it just was such a great setup for the movie. Um, and you know what? And I love that. Yeah, I love the whole the whole setup of that too. And it was, it was like all in slow motion of people beating the shit out of each other to try to uh-huh. get the best bargain at the store, and and kids being little brats in the stores and stuff like that. And and I I found the parallel. And there's going to be a lot of discussion, I think, on like movies that this movie reminds us of. Um, but that opening credit sequence, the first thing I thought of was the opening credit sequence of Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. kind of. And I kind of saw a little bit of parallel to it, you know what I mean? 
Sure, yeah. Um, one thing I really appreciate about this, about this movie, and you can kind of see that from the opening credits, I love Christmas music in horror movies. Like, it's one of my <laughs> favorite things. Like, I, I love it when they don't, like, alter the music a lot. Like, they just use classic music in these weird situations, and it makes it, like, ten mm-hmm. times creepier and more awesome. Yeah. And they definitely, uh, the opening credits was one of those times. I don't, I don't remember what was playing, but the mood that during that opening sequence was awesome. It was like, well, first of all, like the whole meaning behind that opening credit sequence just was like funny and yet sad and depressing all at the same time. Yeah. And, and sadly very true as well. Yeah. It made me really happy that I don't do my Christmas shopping in the stores. <laughs> I was sitting there like, haha, you bastards, this is what you get. <clears throat> so yeah. So uh opening credit sequence is awesome. Um I mentioned how it kinda reminds me of Zombieland. But the movie in general, the whole vibe of the entire movie really made me feel uh feel a lot like gremlins. Anybody else oh, get nice. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, just like <clears throat> on how it's it's like family uh family friendly horror. Like, I mean there's some dark shit that goes on in this movie and oh, some yeah. really creepy stuff, but it's still relatively safe. And there's not mm-hmm. there's not a swearing, there's no nudity, not a lot of gore, um or any gore really for that matter. Um but you know, some some creepy stuff, a good introductory horror film, and the fact that it's it's it takes place in Christmas and and there's this there's certain elements like when you hear like like the gingerbread men for example really remind me a lot of the gremlins they're kind of running around and yeah. and giggling uh just like gremlins do and um <clears throat> and then the the whole score of the film had more of an an emblem uh 80s esque kind of um big studio movie feel to it much mm-hmm. like a gremlins or poltergeist or something along those lines so, yeah, th- this movie reminded me of Gremlins a lot. Well, and I'm really, I'm holding out for an unrated version, like, when it gets a release. I was really, I think that they kind of played to the PG-13, hoping that maybe it could be more family-friendly for some younger-ish kids, you know? Try to yeah. encourage parents to take their asshole kids to see the movie. <laughs> But I'm hoping that we get some sort of unrated version with some more gore and profanities when it gets released to video. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be super cool. But I could live without it, too. But it would just be extra awesome if they did that. Somebody really wants to... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's like, I gotta get a drink. And so, apparently he wants all the ice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this, this movie this movie is called Krampus, so like what's Krampus like in this movie? How does he come into play? Well set that up. Yeah, well Mike was saying like the little boy he has his letter to Santa and after his cousins pick on him, 
he takes his letter to Santa and he tears it up and he throws it out the window like he's given up hope and it like gets the pieces get sucked up into the sky and then there's like oh. almost instantly like a storm that like summons Krampus so that was like the inciting incident okay I feel like they um, kept fairly true to the uh, lore of Krampus with mm-hmm. based on everything that I've read uh, about Krampus doing research for this episode now um, he doesn't go around you know you know, whipping children or whatever, as I've read in some of the lore, but he's not, he doesn't really ever kill anybody, which again, also is what makes this, what makes this film a little bit more family friendly. There's like no deaths. They just all get abducted by Krampus. Yeah. So they just, they get taken away, which kind of also fits into the, uh, to the lore. Now, what did the grandmother refer to him as? Like Santa Claus's, or shadow. Yeah. Santa Claus's shadow. shadow. Yeah. Yeah, and I looked up a little bit of the lore, and he's kind of, like, supposed to be a companion, like, mm-hmm. in a lot of other countries, like... It's like the they, good cop, bad cop routine. Yeah. yeah, like, Santa and Krampus would sometimes go to towns together, and, like, Santa would award uh, the good kids with the good presents, and then Krampus would be the asshole with, like, the coal, and, <laughs> like, uh... He has apparently gives out some sort of like twigs or brush or something. I can't remember exactly what they called him, but but doesn't uh I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm digressing from the movie, but doesn't like Krampus predate Santa Claus like mythologically? Oh, actually, I'm trying to hold on. I think I may be on. Well, go ahead, Terry. Give me a second. Well, I mean, I didn't get to do a ton of research, but. There's a lot of, um, his origin is kind of hazy. Like, I think that it's kind of, I mean, I'm sure that there are people out there who have researched it, like, hardcore. But just in the brief internet search, like, it kind of seemed like some of his origins were somewhat unknown. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot that I've read, too, is that uh, there is no known origin for the Krampus lore. And then also I think some of it that kind of muddles everything is that um, Krampus and variation of Krampus of Krampus uh, is based on different parts of the world. Like uh, different mm-hmm. different parts of the world um, kind of all have different versions of Krampus. Uh, right. According to Wikipedia, um, a Bavarian-German speaking Alpine folklore uh, is kind of is one of the uh, earlier references of, of Krampus kind of starting in that area. But it says here, the history of, of the Krampus figure has been theorized to, or as stretching back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions. So, um, yeah. So, it, I don't know. Maybe it may, I don't know where uh, Santa Claus or St. Nicholas, I guess, uh, predates, but... Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it seems that maybe santa claus was first i mean there may have been some sort of like goat pagan god or something that may have been part of the origin of krampus or something like that but i don't i don't know i'm not the krampus scholar sure (laughs) (laughs) just thought i'd ask (laughs) 
Now, the look of Krampus in this movie, though, was fucking awesome. It was pretty cool. Just, like, large. and I mean, have you seen the the poster, uh, Sam, at least? Have you seen the poster? Oh, sure. Yeah, it looks pretty, pretty sweet. With the house, and then you got this big, monstrous, horned beast profile on the roof with the moon behind him. That is, that is essentially what the size and scope and the look of Krampus. Yeah. And I like how you see a lot of, of that kind of imagery through the whole film. But you still, um, as it gets into the third act, you get to see more of Krampus. But, again, not really. I love the fact that he's wearing a, a, a St. Nicholas style like skin mask over his uh-huh. real face. That oh, really? is really creepy. Oh, creepy. And, yeah. And very, very, very cool. <clears throat> yeah, and he's got, like, the big cloak, and he's got the chains and the bells, which was all stuff that I, when I looked up stuff about Krampus, was kind of traditional, so that's cool. And the hooves, the hooved feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pretty sweet looking. Yeah, totally like a, like a Henson puppet. From like sure. Dark Crystal oh, yeah. or something. You oh, know? very Dark Crystal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Just <clears throat> big and puppety and practical and mm-hmm. it's awesome. And the little elf guys and they were all wearing like face masks too. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were cool. Those guys just were the, really cool. The minions and the the um, Jack in the Box. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap, that was awesome. That that was an amazing character design and probably for the most part practical effects i mean there's obviously some embellishments here and there but i mean it looked great i mean it looked like it was there and the only real cgi i felt like you got in the movie was the stuff with the gingerbread men the gingerbread men and then a couple like uh things with tongues oh yeah some of the tongue but but, like those are just like small embellishments but i mean they were well done yeah yeah and 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 i was gonna say i didn't mind the gingerbread men stuff i mean that that scene in the kitchen was was awesome with, mm-hmm. with David Koechner. Uh, it was a really good scene and funny. It kind of brought some of the humor back into it a little bit. Uh, and that's the thing. Like, there's there's humor in this movie, but it's it's real. You know what I mean? Like, this movie is a horror film. It just has mo- moments of levity in it, and it's and it's based around the characters and their the way they deal with the situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, like no major slapstick or anything like that. Mm-mm. I mean, I when I first heard about the movie, I mean, people were making it sound like it was more comedy than horror, but it, I mean, it just kind of felt like like you said with Gremlins. Yeah, I mean, there is some comedy in Gremlins and whatnot, but I mean, it never really feels like a comedy. Exactly. It's exactly. just a just a little bit, but I mean, yeah, yeah. When they when they were funny, I mean, in the movie they were. They were hilarious, but it wasn't like overtly funny throughout the entire thing. Yeah, which is what some people made it sound like it was going to be. Mostly situational, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good to hear. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with you know, yeah, comedy horror. But... No, yeah, there's nothing wrong. But I mean, this, yeah, it. I think the balance is 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 very very well done. Like, yeah, it worked yeah. Really excellently well. executed. Yeah, again, much like Gremlins. Mm-hmm. In that regard, even though it's it, even though some of the uh, some of the situations in Gremlins, some of the humor comes out of the Gremlins themselves, like some of the some of the goofy stuff that they do in the bar, 
yet at the same time, some of that stuff is also intense and creepy. But, um, and in this movie, yeah, yeah, probably the silliest aspect of the horror element was the stuff with the gingerbread men. But even them, even they weren't being purposely being silly. Again, it was just kind of the situation, and then how how uh, the final gingerbread man, man met his demise. There, I thought yeah. it was kind of <laughs> kind of funny. <clears throat> yeah. So, w- what are the gingerbread men anyway? Are they like possessed so, things? Like so through. Throughout this movie, you see and you learn, and this is my interpretation of it, is that Krampus has a series of, um... Companions? Yeah, yeah, companions in many forms. You got, like, his elves, and you got other minions as well, but all of them, including Krampus, is kind of, in a demented fashion, disguising themselves as safe, you know, uh, relatable christmas iconic stuff so you have you have like a lot of the traditional christmasy santa claus toys coming out of the santa claus sack only they're extremely demented and there's obviously something even more scary and evil underneath the surface um like as if they're all kind of wearing costumes or masks or whatever but there's like a there's a demonic teddy bear there's my favorite was the Christmas angel, the porcelain yeah, faced Christmas angel. Awesome, very awesome <laughs> and really creepy. Yeah. And then you had this, but like, also kind of hilarious at the same time. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this like Jack in the Box. It's got kind of a, a predator esque jaw separation on to him, where like the the jaw splits and it's just splits open at the chin and it's got all this gnarly teeth on the inside. Um, which swallows up one kid, all the uh, whole. And he's like giant, like yeah, he's a giant Jack in the box. giant Jack in the box. Like. So, and then the gingerbread men are just are just that. Some of the minions, and they're um, they they look like gingerbread men. I don't, you know. So, I mean, there's there's a high 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 uh, supernatural element to this whole thing, of course, but. Favorite moments? What about uh, what do you think, Jason? Favorite moment? Mm, I liked Krampus jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah, that stuff was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Just the sheer sound, like in our—I don't know about mm-hmm. your theater, but our theater—it was so loud during that. I was like, "Holy crap!" It scared the. It just the sound was so jolting. It made it seem so much more realistic. I mean, not that a giant hooved creature is realistic. But. Well, the whole sound of this movie in general was was really well done and executed well. For like, sure. Like, even just the ambiance, you know, audio throughout the whole thing. Like, the, the chilling winter winds when you're outside. I mean, and that stuff, I thought that stuff was just as creepy on just how it's like total, total, um, white out outside. Like everything is just engulfed in snow and it's as if the whole neighborhood was like transported to the Antarctic. And I don't know what the budget of this movie was, but 15 million, 15 million. 
But the scope of that of those exterior that exterior oh, yeah. stuff, it holy shit, really good. Yeah, and kind of foreshadowing. What do you mean? Oh, the, for the ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got a point. <laughs> got a point. Awesome. Almost makes you wonder if when it started. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> um. <laughs> or the whole movie was the ending. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> at some point I kind of want to get into discussing the ending though with you guys. So that though, ending was amazing. It was. It was. Uh, we'll hold off on just a little bit. I, I yeah. feel like we have Another, a lot more to discuss. I'm but. curious now. Another favorite <laughs> we'll, moment. We'll get to it. We'll was, get to it. Uh, we'll, we'll spoil it. Don't worry. The fat kid. <laughs> oh, okay. What was that, Jason? The fat kid. I like the fat kid. I like <laughs> fat I love, kid that never says a single word. I love little fat kids. I just, oh. I could just <laughs> adopt curly little hair. fat kids. You look like Thurman <laughs> Merman from uh, Bad Santa. <laughs> you know what? Another movie this reminded me of, and that's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now you're just high. No, think about it. The the Gene Wilder, the only one. Seriously, come on, the Gene Wilder movie. Um, Because well, because the fact he kind of reminds me of um, Augustus a little bit. Oh yeah, especially especially how they bait him. (laughs) You know, of course the fat kid. Let's bait him with uh, candy. (laughs) Let's eat something that's hanging from a chimney. That's not going to go bad at all. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. So, and, and the fact that too that all of these kids meet their demise but you never really you don't see them get killed you just see them getting taken away you know just like in Willy Wonka you know you know they they meet which would look like to be horrible deaths but Willy Wonka is reassuring you that they're okay even though you don't see where they end up you know so yeah. that's kind of where i was kind of thinking a little bit of Willy Wonka in there as well is is he german too the fat kid no, he, no he's one of the just cousins the He's American. American. <laughs> tiny Republican. But but do they do they kind of venture out to like other other places? It sounds like sort of. It's not centered on just one one family. Well, it is centered on it the is. one family. But kind you, you kind of get a glimpse. You get a glimpse. Okay. They kind of venture out into the neighborhood a bit, but most of it is in the one house. Well, it starts with the teenage daughter because she's got some boyfriend, and it's the next day, and after all the snow has fallen, and it's this total whiteout, and they lose power in the house, and so the girls, the girl is all worried about her boyfriend, so the mom lets her, um, you know, lets her go out to go to her boyfriend's house. I guess he only lives like a few blocks away, and then she's gone forever. So, so you get a little bit of outside with her, kind of walking through the neighborhood. You kind of the first, first glimpse of what it's like outside, and just like there's no cars, there's no people, um, everything is just it's just pure snow. And she starts seeing you know weird images on the rooftop, and and she hides underneath this abandoned. Uh, was it was that the snowplow she hid under? Or no, that was oh, the delivery uh, truck. Delivery truck. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the DHL truck. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, um, so later on, uh, Adam, Adam Scott and, um, David Koechner, who we haven't even talked about David Koechner being in this movie, I lo- who I love, I'll watch him in anything, um, comedy or if he's trying to play it straight, um, uh, Cheap Thrills totally sold me on, on David Koechner. Love that movie. Oh yeah, me too. 
so they go out to try to find the teenage girl, and they go into one of the neighbors' house. I'm assuming it was the boy, the home of the boyfriend. Yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah, they found the boyfriend's house. And they walk into this house, and it looks it looks like it's been abandoned for like years. Again, in the Antarctic, because everything is like covered in frost and snow on the inside, and um, and so obviously something looks like. You know, people have been taken, and things are definitely amiss. And then they, and then it kind of, there's a little bit of a Tremors moment. I got to thinking about Tremors. Like, they're making their way back. And, um, like, there's something under the snow that tries to pull David Koechner out. And it, 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 it is crawling underneath the snow, Tremors style. Which yeah. is really cool, so... Um, so you do get to see quite a bit on the outside. And what, what what's great is, like... You feel the way they did the stuff on the outside. You feel just as claustrophobic being outside in this environment than than you do um, when they're in the house. I felt anyway, just the isolation and yeah, all that. Terry, what was your favorite moment of the movie? Um. Well, one of my favorite moments, uh, I really enjoyed the little um, animated segment. was really oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, gran- the, the grandmother's, grandma's backstory. The flashback or whatever. Yeah. It's really cool. Kind of sort of Tim Burton-y style, but... You just love cartoons that much. I do. <laughs> but... <laughs> It, it was just, it was really well done. Like, it was, it was just, and I wasn't expecting it, so it was yeah. a welcome little surprise in the middle of the movie. Also, just anything with the grandma. Like, I just love the grandma the most. She was a great, she was a great character, although the character felt a little out of place for me in the first act. I could not wrap my brain around the idea of, and here's the thing, I, even still, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Like, she's supposed to be Adam Scott's mother. Right. But she seems generationally way more separated than that from Adam Scott. Like, she should have been, like, Adam Scott's grandmother, I think. Yeah. Well. And then the fact that, like, he's gone his whole life not knowing this story about what happened to her and her parents when when she was little... Like, it never came up of, like, hey, Mom, whatever. how come I've never met my grandmother and grandfather? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well. It's a movie. She, I mean, she seems... <laughs> That's your answer to everything. They, they made the grandma <laughs> yeah. seem more attached to the grandson than she was to her own son. Like, she had more of a connection to him, so she was kind of sharing that with him for the first time, is what kids. I took. I like the, you know, but, I mean, I don't know, because there's... I, it would be kind of interesting to know a little bit more of the backstory be, behind the family there, especially the Adam Scott and his mother dynamic there. Because mm-hmm. there's those moments where he's speaking fluent German to her as well to communicate with her. Yeah. But then, but then there's that reveal in the uh, in the third act there where she could speak English. Yeah, <laughs> and the the crazy aunt, she was awesome too. She yeah, was awesome, Dorothy or whatever. Was, She's she like was... English. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's making uh, 
peppermint schnapps and she the fat kid looks at her and he doesn't say a damn thing she's like fine you can have some you can have some <laughs> the aunt was I, I liked the aunt a lot too yeah she was great she was just kind of a shitty funny character she was yeah she was the kind beginning. of the, the major comic relief yeah yeah but she you know she she grew as a character probably the most through the movie i mean she i mean she showed her softer side by the end and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And she made you cheer for her at the end there but um yeah she was good uh but i will say one of my least favorite things or, or am i getting way ahead of you no that's fine go for it um I th- I kind of was a little bored for a while in the first act. I'm not going to lie. Like, after the initial opening, like, when it's just kind of family stuff and the initial setup, like, it was fine. But I felt like it was a little slow, like, getting to the action of things. Okay. But maybe that's just me. Okay. I could see that. Well... And I was making, I think I made a, a joke comparison to Christmas Vacation at the beginning, but the first act really felt like Christmas Vacation. Oh my god, so much. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> replace Randy Quaid with David Koechner, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, even the advent calendar is like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, it's, there's a lot of similarities. Do they eat bread pudding at all? No, no, but the but at one point in the movie, the Christmas tree catches on fire. Oh, that's true. So, so if that parallels, <laughs> so John, what was your one of your favorite moments of the movie? Um, I just loved the uh, well, like you kind of talked about the outside world and everything. Mm-hmm. I uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, just in general, the atmosphere of it. Like as soon as that storm hits. It is like everything else in the entire world and universe is gone. They are the only Mm -hmm. living beings left alive. It's everything's covered in frost outside when they go see other houses. It's all just, you know, enveloped in ice and frost and stuff like that. And it's just very, very dark. Mm -hmm. Like they don't realize the shit that they are in. Like, yeah, pretty as far as they as far as you could tell. Everybody in the world is dead except for them. Like, there is nothing as far as the eye can see. It's just this, you know, winter apocalypse. And snowmen showing up on your yard. Yeah, the, the snowmen yeah. showing like that. They were really creepy, and there was just slowly more of them. Um, I had a yeah. theory about the snowmen. Oh, good. I was going to ask. What was there? What everybody thoughts on the snowmen? What What do you got, Terry? Well, my theory, as I was explaining this to Nalani and Dustin as we were coming back. Um, I thought that the snowmen were people. That that Krampus took? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good... That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Well, because there's that moment... His trophies. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Like, there's that moment that David Koechner's character has, like, after... After um, Augustus disappeared. Yeah, right. That kid. (laughs) After he gets taken... Where he steps out the door and he looks at the snowman and you just see the look on his face, and you and you can tell that he thinks something about his son there, you know. Like, yeah, and it that... reminded him of his son. And I'm like, oh, because they slowly build up throughout the movie. But then Dustin, when we were talking about this, he said, "Well, what about the first one? 
I'm like, well, so maybe. Those people in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Or like a delivery well, when guy. Did the kids, or when did the kids see the the first snowman? Was it after the the daughter was gone? No. I don't remember. See, I don't remember when the first snowman. Yeah. It was, was like yeah. the morning of the snow. Like the the like daughter right. hadn't left yet. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was right. But then it could that. yeah, it could be one of the neighbors. I mean, could have been the boyfriend. Could have been the boyfriend. Could have been the delivery exactly. driver. Yeah. Well, they see the delivery driver frozen. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he's frozen in the truck. Yeah. Like the one, one like dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that was my theory. Was that they were the that's a they, that's or a the good at least it, it, I don't know that they were necessarily those people. They were like mementos, maybe. I don't know. See, I was kind of just likes building snowmen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's build a snowman. We can yeah. make him our best friend. Uh. <laughs> I was kind of think I was kind of thinking that too, and it was that it was that same moment because that that snowman's kind of you know short and pudgy, like the yeah, little yeah. boy, and um, and so so much so that like when you know you reach that point in the movie, you're like, how are they going to wrap this up? You know, and I always just had this like part of me that said like everybody's got to come back, right? Everybody's got to come back, but how? And how are you going to do it without pissing me off, even though that's what I want? You know, so part of me thought, like, oh, they're all trapped in the snowmen. Yeah, like... That like, they were going to come out of the end somehow, out of the snowmen. Yeah, like, that was my thought. Like, either that the, like they were the people, like, actually inside of the snowmen, or... I didn't know if they were actually in there or if they had just, like, made snowmen in the image of the people yeah. they'd taken, sort of a thing. Yeah. But, but definitely kudos to the filmmakers on making freaking snowmen creepy looking. Yeah. Those are some creepy-ass awesome. snowmen. And they're all just standing around the front yard overlooking the house. Yeah, like, staring right in the windows. Yeah. Man, if I had a yard, I would make some creepy snowmen. <laughs> if it ever snows... You can yeah, build some too. creepy snowmen in my house. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so, John, do you have a least favorite moment? Uh, least favorite moment. I don't know. I guess I, I never really thought about anything like that. I mean, nothing ever really took me out of the movie. That's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it from beginning to end. I mean, nothing, nothing to me seemed out of place. I mean, I get your whole thing with the, like, why does the grandma just, you know, wh- that kind of felt a little odd, I guess, but it wasn't yeah. an, anything I'd call a disappointment or least favorite thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I got nothing. Okay. What about you, Jason? I liked it all. I like everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, oh, and we didn't even mention there's a baby... In the movie too. Oh yeah. And even the baby gets taken at one point. Yeah. I'm like oh my god! Like she, she deserved it. She had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing was nothing was sacred and safe in this whole yeah. story. <laughs> Very awesome. You also didn't mention Tony Collette. She's like yeah, she was great. Super famous, big time fucking actress. Oh, yeah. In this horror. In movie. this horror movie, yeah. Yeah, amazing cast all all the way around. All around, right? yeah. Even the kids were uh, great. Well, the the two uh, I'm just gonna call them the two Republican daughters. They were uh, <laughs> they were just absolutely obnoxious. Oh yeah, 
Oh my god! They, but they they did such a great job. I mean, you you really want to slap those kids? Yet yet when the, when they um, meet their end, you you have sympathy for them. Like yeah. Well, okay, I, I, you I, don't because I'm heartless. You're heartless, but... yeah. <laughs> but I'm just they, they played the you know they being did scared the... very well. Like oh they, yeah, they turned really well. They were real. I mean, all the characters yeah. in this felt mm-hmm. really real. Like, they could have been just as, they, like, when the shit hits the fan, you know, like, the aunt, you said she did, you know, the aunt, she did have her moment, her moments bitch. of, what's that? Super bitch. Yeah. She had her moments towards the end there where, where you know, she's she was, you know, kind of being a little more human. Um, but for the most part, even when, like, things are going really wrong, she's still being the bitchy, obnoxious, sarcastic yeah. character. And so they could have done that with those two girls, but then they just they just turned into scared little children, as you would do. Uh huh. You know, so even if you are a brat that picks on your cousin all the time, um, and you dress like boys, um, when when things start going really wrong, getting really scary, you're you just turn into helpless little children. So yeah, so everybody, I mean, everybody just felt really real. And was I the? I mean, was I the only one too that was like, was literally waiting? I, I think by the time I finally stopped giving up hope, is when like everybody was gone. But I was waiting the whole movie for the teenage daughter to come back somehow. I know. It's like they had they created such false hope. Like that for poor her. actress. <laughs> oh yeah. I felt bad. I'm like, well, she was pretty good. Why did she not get to be in like most of this movie? Sucks. And I think like that has a lot to do with maybe that first act. And you said you kind of got a little bored with it. On yeah. the other end of the spectrum, for me, I felt like when when things started going wrong, when things started getting weird and going wrong, and Krampus shows up and people start disappearing, it felt like well, this is this is all going to come out in the end. This has to right because this isn't the first act of the movie. First act of the movie is a completely different movie, and you have yeah. so much so much character build up and so much character development. That you are invested in these characters, that you're just—it's not that you want, you know, any horror, any horror fan is like, you know, I don't want a happy ending, but you're just expecting it to happen. You're expecting the daughter to come running in the house screaming, "Oh my God!" You know, Krampus is out there, blah blah blah, you know. But she never does come back. She's gone, you know. When, you know, the little fat boy gets gets taken away. Expect somehow they're gonna they're gonna bring him back, but no, he's gone. Everybody just when they when Krampus takes you. You're done. You're gone. Yeah. And so you talked about the animation sequence, and I think before we get into uh, spoiler territory, um, I kind of want to set up a little bit at that scene where it's it's the grandmother talking about um, what happened to her and how she knows, how she happens to know everything that's going on. So she grew up in some little village somewhere, Germany, I guess, whatever. It never really specifies, to be honest. Um, uh, he, uh, or anyway, she, when she was a little girl, she kind of had a same kind of thing of lost the faith and all that stuff and the belief in Christmas because her family would fight all the time. And, uh, so Krampus comes to town and, and takes her family away and everything. Um, but, and she, she is stuck watching all these horrible things happen. Um, Krampus and his minions uh, taking all these people away and, but she is spared, and Krampus gives her this bell. 
Mm-hmm. And and so she she so she was spared. So that kind of I kind of I just wanted to set that up because that's going to lead us into uh, spoiling the ending here. Um, <laughs> but uh, do we want to get in the ending now, or is there anything else we want to uh, dig into before we get into it? No, I say go for it. Do it. Okay, so ooga ooga. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so everybody, everybody's starting once. Once. Um, oh man, I just keep remembering things, <laughs> like how the grandmother says, you know, like, um, you know, how she tells them tells them to keep the fire going and that whole thing. How that comes oh, into play, yeah. which is awesome because that's how basically they they end up getting inside. Because um, they they end up putting out the fire while everybody yeah, passed out. Yeah, keep, keep the fire hot. Yeah, keep the fire hot. It. That was it. Yeah. Anyway, so so everybody's everybody's dropping off like flies. It's no longer safe in the house. The house is getting torn apart. There's there's creatures and the the you know, minions everywhere. They've gotten into the house. They took the ant. They took the baby. They got Keckner. So now it's it's basically it's the son. Um, one of the one of the girl cousins, uh, Adam Scott, and the mother, and Adam Scott ends up sacrificing himself to the uh, to the tremor and the tremor monster in the snow. Um, Shout out to snow sharks. Snow sharks, yes, <clears throat> that's where they got it from. Well, because they're they're going to don't forget to say that they're going. There's a snow plow out oh, on yeah. the road that they're trying to get to. Is so they go outside. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's no longer safe in the house, and they come up with an escape plan of getting the snowplow so they can get try to find anybody somewhere, something. <clears throat> and so they're making their way to the snowplow, and Scott, and Scott goes down. Um, the uh, then the mother goes down. It's it literally boils down to it's just the um, it's just the boy and the one girl cousin, and you're like, holy shit, it's just two kids, versus like. Krampus and all these all these monsters and nobody and nobody's ever gotten the upper hand against Krampus and these guys other than I guess taking out the gingerbread men but uh, <clears throat> and so eventually they finally take the cousin out and and so they get the they get uh, Krampus takes the cousin and now it's just the little boy and Krampus comes up to the little boy and gives him the bell and then and then goes to take off. And and you think, oh well, this is the end because that's basically you know what uh, what happened to the grandmother, right? So mm-hmm. the boy is spared, just like the grandmother was. Um, <clears throat> but he's not going to have it. He wants his family back, so he goes running after Krampus, and then it's like this like crazy fucked up like you know Lords of Salem like you know fire pits and and like all these like. You even have a sled with demonic like reindeer on it and everything, and <laughs> and it's like yeah, you know, like almost some kind of cult look to the whole thing of everybody just kind of standing around, and the and the boy is like you know pleading with Krampus to get the get the uh, his family back, and he rejects the gift, throws the bell back at Krampus, which lands in the snow, and then it melts through the snow and opens up this big like fire pit to hell or whatever and they're gonna you know throw the last cousin into the fire pit and the little boy's like you know no take me instead and i just wish i just wish uh i just wish christmas was like the way it used to be 
and the and then the boy gets thrown down in the fire pit instead and as he's falling boom he wakes up christmas day in his bed goes downstairs there's his family there's the grandmother mom dad there's the cousins everybody's getting along everybody's getting ready to open presents and everything looks normal and I'll tell you what, sitting there watching this, <laughs> I started getting pissed. Yeah. I was like... They were going to do the dream. If this movie was a fucking was dream, dream. I know, I was about to get a little mad too. <laughs> they Bob Newhearted it. <laughs> so they're sitting down, they're opening presents, and the little boy gets handed a present, he opens it up, and what's inside? The bell. The Krampus what? bell. Yes. <laughs> And so, and my favorite part of the whole fucking thing is yeah. just everybody's just happy, happy face going to somber dead face as they all, it all comes over each and every single one of them yeah. on, on the reality of the situation. Nobody says anything. It's just facial expression. Yes. Change. Yeah. They just all get, they all, it's like they all remember what, what actually happened. Yep. <clears throat> they all instantly remember what happened. And um, and then the camera pulls out, pulls out of the house, pulls out in the neighborhood, pulls back, pulls back, pulls back, and they're all inside a snow globe that Krampus is putting on the shelf amongst all these other snow globes. End. Sweet God, so, Like that old, old-looking <laughs> hut kind of thing with the fire going. And yeah. Just, uh just a downer of an ending i love it and I, yeah i'll tell you what i could not have think of, of a better ending for that movie. they they really did end it perfectly i mean yeah because there was cause no way they, out really other yeah than to do the dream, dream if thing. they had done the dream thing that yeah that would have been bullshit and i think i probably would have hated the movie then like it would exactly. have ruined it but that oh god just such a dark dark ending yeah and it's like so i guess they're doomed to live in this globe and relive the same day for all eternity yeah, <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, very fucked up. <laughs> and what's 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 crazy? And I've read some reviews and stuff, and like, I don't get it. Some there are people out there that didn't get the ending, or or having coming up with different theories about the ending. I thought it was all pretty well spelled out. Yeah, like like what theories were they? I'm trying to remember some of them now, but I I think just by and large they just didn't get it. But I, it felt all spelled out to me because they didn't understand like how come the grandmother survived when she faced Krampus as a child, but but this boy wasn't. Well, he because he rejects he, it. He yeah. rejects the bell. When she was a little girl, she just took the bell and she, she just took it and, and she just, took it and shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, she's like, like okay, but. He rebelled against it. He made a wish. He made that wish, and that wish was, "I just wish it was, you know, it was, it was like it was every Christmas when we were, you know." And he kind of, sort of got his wish, mm-hmm. and and he sacrificed himself. He's like, "Take me, take me." So, like, you know, you know, you just kind of wait. There's that moment there where you're thinking, "Oh man, I hope they don't do this ending where Krampus has a change of heart and gives him his family back." But no, it's like Krampus is true to Krampus, and that is like okay, well, fuck it, I'll take the kid too. You know, I'll give him his wish. Way, wink. Yeah. Way, yeah, that's it. Makes me think of like an evil genie. Yeah. Like, oh, you're yeah. gonna get the wish you asked for, but not in the, the way you really wanted. 
Yeah. Because because the whole Krampus thing, especially in this movie, is like taking you know, it's it's Santa Claus's shadow. It's taking it's taking everything we know about Santa Claus and Christmas and doing a dark twist on it. So you wish for something from Santa and you know, and the mythology is like Santa's gonna bring you what you wish for if you were a good little boy. And this is the other side of it, is like, well Krampus is gonna give you your wish too. But it's not going to be the, the good, happy side of the wish. It's going to be the dark yeah. side of the wish. Yeah, it was the. I think it was the best possible way for them to end it, for sure. Yeah, very satisfying. I mean, one of the most satisfying endings for, for a horror movie in a long time. Yeah. Like, it just felt right. It felt perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds very Twilight Zone esque, or like yeah. "Are You Afraid mm-hmm. of the Dark" or something. Just like oh yeah, it definitely does kind of have a uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark" vibe to it. So a, a fate worse than death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope you really like Christmas because that's all you're going to get to deal with for eternity. Hope you learn to really that, love your cousins because you're stuck with them forever. That would that would be my hell. Christmas every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was done with Christmas in uh, in January uh, in July, so <laughs> I just fucking hate Christmas. But I love Christmas horror movies, so go figure. <laughs> I'll take Halloween for eternity. That'd be cool. But see, I, mean, I even think that would get. I think the same like oh, holiday yeah. every day. I you'd want to blow your brains out, but you can't because you're just gonna wake up <laughs> like Groundhog's Day, but with yeah. other holidays. <laughs> So they and already it never made. gets better. But so I ask you, was the whole movie in the snow globe? Yeah, now that now that now that we revealed, uh, you yeah. can ask that question, and that's a great question because the I way the outside was, was, it was very fucking picturesque snow globe still life <laughs> version of the outside. Nothing. Nothing worked. Nothing's... I think that is a good, I I think you guys were really onto something. I never really thought about that until you brought it up. Me either, until just then. Yeah. It's it. I really do think that as soon as the way it know, isolated that whole. Yeah. As soon as that know, happens, it's all in the globe. It's like a fucking glass dome was put over that. Mm-hmm. That block, yeah. you know that yeah. whole community. The dome. Yeah. Do you guys of. think we're like in a giant snow globe right now? It's possible, just, Sam. Whoa, just man, don't fuck I'm, up and make the wrong wish. I am not stoned for this. So. <laughs> I explained so much on how I just randomly run into things that are not there. That's got to be the glass dome, right? It's got to be. <laughs> no, you're just a klutz. I <laughs> swear funny. there was a chair that tripped me. Nope, nope, nothing there. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, they... They kind of explain why so many of the neighbors are gone. Like, oh, they're on holiday mm-hmm. in all these other places. But it still seemed kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. it was just really eerie. Like, yeah, that would make sense if it was just them kind of segregated. Like, in their that own little snow globey world would, would make sense. So I'll tell you, I feel a little bit guilty. I felt like I should have maybe give a bigger spoiler alert ending, spoiler alert before I talked about the ending, because I literally spelled out the whole ending. So sorry, everybody out there listening. I well, hope you uh, really <laughs> we're taking our spoiler you got way alert. too excited about spelling out word for word the whole ending. 
I'm yeah. Really excited. Yeah. Well, I felt like we kind of had to, though, because it's like all those pieces are important to discuss well, it. I think coming into this episode, people can pretty much assume that we're going to talk mostly about this movie seen it by anyway. Now, yeah. So. Well, Terry, in your description of the episode, maybe throw in I'll, an extra spoiler. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll say something like, hey, if you haven't seen the new Krampus movie, you might not want to listen to this episode yet. <laughs> Something like that. Well, if you want to save a few bucks, listen to the new episode. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go, Let's go see things. Star Wars instead. Yeah. That's what you're, <laughs> you're going to do. Say Star things Wars that make them want mm. to listen to the episode, yes. Oh. Next, we'll uh, spoil Star Wars for everybody on the next episode. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to die. No. Yeah, no kidding. There is some pissed off people on the internet right now. I'm trying to avoid Facebook, but yet I'm not, because... Because <sighs> I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of assholes out there. <laughs> Big yeah. assholes. They just don't care. I mean, everybody already ruined that Jar Jar Binks is behind everything. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you, and, you and your conspiracies. So, is anybody, do you, is anybody know how Krampus is done at the box office? You I think it's doing say. well. I it mean, was like I, this, I, it was number two in the box office on its weekend, wasn't it? That's I, something like it's definitely not a flop. I, I mean, I don't think yeah, it is. No, that's exciting. Because well. think about, I mean, when's the last time we've ever gotten a movie like this in the theater, right? Right. I mean, horror films and theaters, not, you know, widely released horror films and theaters are so few and far between as it is. But a a Christmas themed horror movie in a theater, you know, widely released and then with something of so much of more of a uh, um, outside of the box storyline to it you know it's not a paranormal activity movie it's not a reboot or remake you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's something a little bit out of the norm maybe not something that I would think a lot of studio execs would find uh, to be very commercial but uh, uh, but you know I mean for for crying out loud, Art Town got it. You know, so it's it had a huge release. Oh, what do you got yeah. there, Jason? Well, in its second week, it's a close number five. The top five are all really close, and it's it's made over twenty eight million. That's so. nice. I'd say that's that's solid. And you said its original budget was fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's definitely stuff. not a flop. So sweet. So that makes me feel good for a couple reasons. One. Um, a movie like this can be successful, and hopefully, people, you know, the studios can will realize that um, we can get maybe more movies like this. Two huge kudos to the director. I keep forgetting his name. Michael um, Doherty. Michael Doherty. That guy. Yeah. Um, That's the name. That guy. That guy. After all the trials and tribulations be, be behind Trick or Treat. And this has got to feel really justified for him. You know what I mean? Like, like his you know, trick or treat almost completely got buried. You know, it was shelved for like what, almost two years before it just got yeah. dumped the video. And and that movie deserved so much more. And it feels like it feels like he can say it, and us horror fans can say it. Of like, you see, we were right and you were wrong. You know, if trick, imagine what trick or treat would have done. If it was given its due. So, yeah, and his IMDb even has, like, Trick or Treat 2. Yeah, it's, now that this one's out of the way, they're kind of 
going full force at that one, I think. And I'm excited because, like, he's two for two on his horror films for me. You know, two horror films that he's done as a director um, and and a writer, and I've loved them both. So, I, so like, now, obviously, he'll be getting... He's got to be getting more work, right? And I can't wait to see what he, what he comes up with next because... Yeah. He's he's done two holiday horror movies though. Is he gonna be like typecast as like the horror the holiday director? Could be Easter Bunny. Yep, that's gonna be nice. (laughs) Well I think I think this movie was just it was a really good formula for a box office a box office success for a horror movie. Like I mean for us horror fans we're like, Oh yeah, it's a trick or treat guy. We fucking love trick or treat this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then for people who don't know about trick or treat, which is a lot of people. Yeah. Um, sadly, they see this movie and it, and it, it had good advertising and it, you got Adam Scott from, you know, he's been really big in parks and rec. That's been huge lately. Um, and Tony Collette's a really big name actress and David Koechner's, he's really funny, and people like him. And the and, fat kid. <clears throat> oh, that fat kid, I love him. <laughs> that is top notch. Yeah. But, you know, and then people people love holiday movies. They do. And I think this just kind of piqued people's interests, and it was just the right formula at the right time, and it was just good stuff. Yeah, I don't good even stuff. think Kevin Smith's first five or six films ever broke 20. No. Right? So no, there's he, a reason for that. Hey. hey. <laughs> and he get he, and he kept getting to make movies. Yeah. Well. Uh, so happy that it's been doing well. That's just reassuring. I'm just happy it was good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It lived up to the the hype. I yeah. know, I got nervous. John's like, my friend said to watch it, so here I go. <laughs> and he's like, my friends are right. And I was like, he thinks we're friends. Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, this is still about knock-knock, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it always now? Oh, man. <laughs> I almost rented that the other day Don't just to, like... Save your money. I kind of want... I really want to see I hope you like it. it. That's the thing. A girl could like it. I want to see. I want to know the female True. perspective of it. Oh, I'll try before our end of the year episode. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's. I started getting angry again. We were hanging out with Justin <laughs> over the past weekend, and we all, all three of us, sat down and watched Green Inferno together. Um. And then we got on, and he just asked us, he's like, well, why didn't you guys, like, knock, knock then? And then the fucking hands went up. What? Oh, fuck. And it, it just uh, turned into, like, 20 minutes of Jason and I yelling. Snorting flames. So, so did yeah. Justin like it? Green Inferno? We talked him out of that well, shit. Well, uh, uh, knock, knock. No, he's, he hadn't seen it yet. He, was oh, just, he hadn't seen it yet. He just wanted to know the perspective, because we went into Green Inferno saying how much we did not like knock, knock, so. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but uh, I think our year-end episode um, is going to be interesting when Green Inferno gets brought up. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Huh. <laughs> wow, that's eerily quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> uh, we'll just say that uh, oh, that John and I feel complete opposite on two of Eli Roth's most current films. <laughs> Great. So that'll be fun. Maybe all Eli Roth's films. Maybe. Maybe. I guess I don't know how he feels about the other three. So You're you're the fanboy here. <laughs> oh, okay. So it is I mean, I, I, I own Cabin Fever, but I've uh, never seen it. Never what? seen it? I'll just I'll just wait for the remake next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, doing. No, I I've seen the the Ty West directed sequel that he disowned. Uh, that's garbage though. Oh god, it's horrible. Oh, it's, it is horrible. But I I do need to sit down and watch the first one. I mean, I bought it in October for like five bucks. Yeah, so. there's a Boy Meets World guest star <laughs> in it, so it's like worth watching. We've come full circle. See? One, yeah, once again, Jason brings up Boy Boy Meets World. Well, somebody's got to. We saw it in the theater, <laughs> didn't we, Jason? World. Remember that? Yes. I, I, I really like it, but just be prepared. Tonally, it's very weird. Because it's... It wouldn't. It's definitely not what you expect. But you could probably say that about all of his films. This, yeah. The, the tonal shift on it is 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 kind of jolting at times in all of his movies. I can admit that. A lot of the times, it's some of the stuff that I like about it, but about his films. But all right. So that's Krampus. <laughs> but that's not all, folks, because that's not the only Krampus-related movie that came out this year. Um, I'm just trying to remember the other title, the title of the other one that we watched. A Christmas Horror Christmas Story. Christmas Horror Story? Yes, A Christmas Horror you like, Story. I hope you guys liked that one, too. I did. It. I, I was a little um, taken back right at first after watching it. Only because I did not realize it was an anthology film. Oh, so yeah, that helps going into it. it was weird. Yeah. Figuring it's that still out. not like any other anthology movie I've seen because yeah. it, it's not just this story, this story, and then this story. They keep, you know, they intertwine them throughout. Yeah. But that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too distracting, I guess. But well, I, don't I, know. I, I liked it. I still don't know how I feel about it because it may. I think doing it that way, I mean, it was a unique and interesting way of. Uh, of um, of doing an anthology film, and again, mm-hmm. and that kind of, and again, even that kind of reminds me of Trick or Treat, because you know that that kind of jumps around a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and there's a common theme, there's a common tied thread th- through all the stories, and there is in this one too. Mm-hmm. But this literally jumps back and forth, as if there's going to be a huge tie that I was ex- that I was expecting, and that never happened. Never. So that threw me off. And it really made all the segments feel longer than they should have been. And that might be what they were... I don't know if that's yeah. what they were going for or what. Yeah. And not every just, segment works, either. Yeah. Like, they... Although, well, the uh, one with the kids going into the, the basement of their school... Yeah. yeah. Not bad, just does not fit... It felt out of movie. place. It, yeah. was, it Like, it was an alright segment, just not for this movie. It should have been in something else or its own kind of you know still, oh. it, it was like a half hour episode of something <laughs> like well, and I was trying to find the connection between all of the stories I mean I know that that story and then the uh, the little kid story like those were intertwined because 
the dad and the, that story was the guard from. Yeah, you saw in the video the, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The, but the those change. two weren't weren't tied to the other story. Mike's well, got them all. It's all loose. It's all loosely. Well, one, it's all in the same town or area, whatever. Right. Um. So, the Krampus storyline with the family, the shitty family. That uh-huh. go and visits the aunt. Okay, oh, right, right, right. Um, the teenage girl is the girl that gives the keys. Oh yeah, that's right. To the to the girl that's making that documentary oh. about what happened in the basement. So that's that's the only ultra loose. Yeah, that's really funny. loose, but uh, that's the tie Extremely. there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that would well that would tie them all together then yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but the that the Krampus uh, segment and then the Santa Claus segment. Mm-hmm. Which end up getting kind of tied together anyway towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, those were those were the strongest ones. I mean, I even like the changeling one with the little boy. But yeah, I didn't mind the changeling one. I think Jason, you, that was your least favorite. That was my least favorite. I liked the kids documentary one more than that one, but that's just me. I, what sold me was Santa Claus and the zombie elves. Oh, fuck. oh, dude, awesome. and that that was, awesome. it was that was just great. And another really, and I don't want, I don't really want to spoil this one either, but it's such a dark ending too. The like though the ending was fast. that's I'll tell you what the ending saved this movie for me. Yeah, the ending it was, saved it, it was an entertaining movie overall. But as soon as that ending happened, I'm like, yep, this is this was yep. totally worth it. Like, yep. this was a great flick, just yes. because that ending was so Once fucked. Tied up. in the Shatner segment. Yeah, so we have yep. to mention William yeah. Shatner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> William Shatner is the radio host who, for a while there, it kind of seemed like he was. I mean, I know they show the guy, you know, holding up the sign "fuck Christmas." Yeah. But for a while there, he was like talk, like pointing out people. It's like, is anybody even really there? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Like he kept talking about some woman. Oh, she's not. She's not digging this. Susie I'm like, there's or something. Yeah, there's nobody there, dude. <laughs> like you're hitting that sauce pretty good. Well, they, you know, they kind of have a little bit of sound coming through his headphones that he's not wearing at one point. Yeah. It sounds like someone's talking to him, but... He's just yeah. jamming out to Pink Floyd. But I knew, I mean, like, I enjoyed Shatner from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I really yeah, thought he good. was great. And yeah. I didn't think I was gonna like him. I didn't, yeah. I did a good didn't even job. know he was in it until I started the movie. And I thought he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, was did, into he did a great job. Just as the, the kind of wraparound and yeah. Really became a huge part and of when the last that segment, segment reveals. Right? It's just like this movie fucking rules. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> talking about oh, the the man. mall. He's like, well, we don't really know what's going on at the mall. It sounds like a lot of hostages, and you're just like, huh? Wonder uh-huh. what's going on. And there's oh, your biggest fuck. tie without spoilers, but that's yeah. the biggest tie there because I was getting to the point with Shatner stuff. Even though his performance was great and I was enjoying like, what, what he's doing, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, what does this have to do with fucking anything? Yeah, you it was know. Like, it was it was kind of a ponty pool thing, but yeah, it didn't oh, yeah, totally. lead to anything. Like we we're like, uh, okay, back to another story. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but then the end happens, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah. I didn't see it coming at all. I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. me neither. And see, it was so good. And see, I went into this movie with with um, with uh, the wrong expectations, which I think for me. Hurt, hurt the enjoyment of the film a bit. Uh, so it took me a while to kind of really um, accept what I actually watched. Because one, I didn't know it was an anthology, so I wasn't prepared for that. 
And then two, I thought the main story thread was Santa Claus, a badass Santa Claus finding a badass Krampus. And that wasn't. Yeah. And and it and it really wasn't. And then with the, and even though that was one of the parts of the anthology, that still end up not being true. Without trying to do too many spoilers here, oh, man. It's um, just, well, and, so I mean, they but, had to kind of market it that way. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I get that, and that's fine. And all that stuff was awesome. You know, watching again, watching Santa Claus slaughter zombie, zombie elves mm-hmm. was fucking yeah. so much fun. So much fucking. Oh fun. yeah, and with his just, fucking staff with the curly cue on the end, just yeah. spinning it around, yeah. and cutting heads off, and <laughs> fucking awesome. The uh, uh, the paper cutter. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's so fucking amazing. Oh. And then, but then, like when they have the reveal at the end, I'm like, oh, I don't even care anymore. This movie is not about Santa Claus finding Krampus. It's yeah, it's it's almost in a weird way more fucked up than the uh, ending to Krampus. In a way, I mean the the the, the yeah. It's yeah, because it's so it's, it's more, more real. Believable. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, it could actually happen, and it's just like, oh fuck! This yeah. is, well, considering how things are, you know, these days, it's ultra dark too. Oh so, fuck! So oh, to get yeah. away from spoiling the ending, what'd you guys think of the Krampus monster? I thought he looked really cool. I liked the design. He was. I mean, he was. It was cool. It was just kind of more of a goat man. But Such all a, white, just so starkly different from mm-hmm. the Krampus movie. This design that I mean, it was a little hard to look at at first, but it, after a little while, it didn't bother me. Like I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I, I still prefer Krampus as Krampus, but oh yeah. <laughs> Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. But this Krampus, abominable Krampus. snowman. The Mike, Michael Doherty, Krampus. Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. The trick-or-treat guy is Krampus. Krampus, Krampus. But, yeah. I, but I know when his horn fell off and shattered, you were like, Ooh. oh. That was fucking, that was a cool thing, cool little bit. Yeah. <laughs> when, his, when the Santa chopped off his horn and it hit the ground, it shattered like ice. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I just thought that was a neat little thing. Should look up who the hell that guy was, because he was just... A giant person playing Krampus or Santa? Krampus. Mm. Man, I, I mean that was mostly just a dude. Yeah, he's probably like yeah. four foot five. It's, it's all Batista. He does work all the stuff now. <laughs> it's probably either Tyler Maine or I'm looking Derek at it. I'm on it. Continue while I. I want to. I'm trying to figure out a way of asking the question without. Spoiling the ending, but if all these storylines are connected, if all these stories exist, obviously exist in the same universe. I mean, they pretty much exist in the same town. Then the supernatural is real. What? What? Am I being too vague? Uh-huh. So. Okay, so so yes. so cramp so <laughs> well that one the girl turns into Krampus so cramp but just what I'm saying right. like Krampus it's the spirit and it just inhabit it like turns you into that the hate turns yeah. you into 
Krampus. So Krampus is real. Oh. Even though the ending of the movie He's... was not. Right. You, you getting what I'm getting at at all? Yeah. Especially considering that both Krampuses are the same Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. Krampus, Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> Take a drink every time we say Krampus in this episode. I'm way ahead of you guys. One kind of Best thing. episode ever. Woo! <laughs> yeah, one kind of makes the other one null and void, doesn't it? Well, uh, it kind of. It was I don't confusing because they both kind of happened at the same time, too. So I was like, what? There's a lot of Krampus going on. A <laughs> whole uh, lot of Krampus going on. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I was, I was expecting. I mean, I was kind of expecting Krampus being responsible for all the atrocities going on in this movie, you know, because like Santa Claus talks about, you know, Mm. had mentioned that, oh, this is him. He's the one that's doing this, you know, when all the zombies turn or when all the elves turn into zombies, Uh because it's never explained why all of a sudden all all the elves become zombies. He does say something about a virus at one point, but when he's first talking to his wife Martha, he says something about. Oh, this is this is his this is his fault, and then we see who he is uh, in the uh, reindeer sh- in the reindeer barn. Yeah, um, but see, here's the thing: <coughs> if we if we continue discussing like who he is and stuff like that, we're gonna end up having to spoil the movie. Well, you're because also that whole the whole Santa Claus and the elves thing. It yeah, I, you're looking for I don't know logic how to talk about this Krampus movie without ruining it. <laughs> yeah. All right, fairy tale. We can can spoil the big, you know, movie in the theaters, but we won't spoil the direct DVD movie. (laughs) (laughs) How fucked up are we? Hey guys, there's this movie. You can go see this. Is the ending? It's more likely that people have seen the one in the theaters than this one. But well, and I think too, like this is with this movie. This is a big twist. And we respect the ending. We want you to go see it because it's cool. I really, I really do want people to. To see this one, I mean, see Krampus, but see this as well. It's, it's. I think it's going to get played in my house every year. And I, I really think it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a life changer as far as um, your acceptance of this movie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. So it's like the ending of Krampus isn't necessarily hinged on that ending, but but this one maybe a little bit more so. So I am a little bit more reluctant to spoil it. I could, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah. The guy who plays Krampus is Rob Archer. He's had oh, some other credits, but Bobby. probably mostly stunts. St- but he's like six six, so he's really just a giant dude. The cool guys are. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? How tall are you? Six six or something? I don't remember. But he, he's all muscle. What is? Well, I got some muscles. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh. That would be so. He's got a Jason's got a beard. Yeah, totally got a beard. Get and I'm horns. horny. Oh no. Uh, anyway. No. <laughs> I hate Christmas. <laughs> oh. You you stuff children in sacks. I will, I'll do it. Um beat them with chains. I'm assuming from your silence, Sam, you haven't seen this one either. No, no. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I'm looking at the dude. He's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. It's Apple Boxes. Put him on Apple Boxes. No, he's tall. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll tell you what, though. Um, with these two movies, it's great having practical Krampuses compared to the 20 other Krampus movies that came out this year that are like CGI Krampuses. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I was watching a review show online on my break at work today, and they were reviewing the theatrical Krampus. And for for fun, they reviewed two or three of the direct-to-DVD Krampuses, and they showed some scenes from them, and the CGI work, and I think that one there, dude, Krampus the Reckoning. Oh, um, God. And the CGI work in it is hilariously bad. Oh, yeah. And that that Krampus on that cover is literally what it looks like in the movie. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Krampus the Reckoning. What's the tagline at the top say? He knows you've been naughty. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think this uh, this looks amazing. And said no intelligent person ever. It looks like a really horrible video game enemy. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like <laughs> like that. That's a Doom reject right there. They just took one of the imps from Doom and put horns on it. Why does he have, like, a fucking overbite? <laughs> he's got an overbite and his horns are sad. He's, got, he's a really depressed guy. Oh, that is just... I... Oh, I would be embarrassed to be in this movie. <laughs> and then there's Krampus, the Christmas devil. Are, are you... Go ahead, go for it, dude. Are you on the naughty list? <laughs> He's holding chains, too. Turn this into a porn. <laughs> oh, I wonder there, if there is a Krampus there porn. There has to be a Krampus porn. If not, I'm going to make one. I'm, you know, I really want to type it. those words, but I'm afraid what I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> they probably We're spoke, on a list now, by the way. They oh. probably spell Krampus with a C in the porn. <laughs> well, most of these uh, are at Walmart. Uh, this Krampus has uh, boobs and uh, nipple piercings, so well, there we go. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's cartoon. Oh wait, there's a uh, Krampus doing uh, somebody from uh, Scooby Doo, doggy style. I wish I'd never looked this up. <laughs> the nerdy chick, whatever her name is, I'm totally blanking her. Yeah, she's she's getting it from Krampus. Oh dear God! Yeah, there's there's Krampus porn. Yay! Let's review that. And there's that. even Krampus that's a tranny. That's God. This is even, oh fuck. You mean Krampus is not supposed to be a tranny? Well, I don't know, but that's definitely a chick with a dick. But it's Krampus. <laughs> I regret looking this up. Oh, this episode is awesome. <laughs> Okay, so you mean, uh, it's scarring me. That's what. Uh. All right, I'm done. Anything else that we want to bring up about um, Christmas horror story? Um, I guess I don't know. I can't think of anything else to bring up without spoiling things or whatever. So it's good. Okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, yeah and I mean, you know, you said that you were kind of iffy on it at the beginning. I, I liked it, though. I, it had me interested the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. 
I mean, sub segments oh. were more enjoyable oh, than others. But... I remember something. What? It made it. It gave me a jump scare that. Oh yeah. My arms went up in the air, it was and hilarious. I can't even remember the last time my arms went off on their own and jumped up in the air because I got scared. What was it? So in the storyline about the, right the about. Beginning. About yeah, it's towards the beginning of the movie. So the storyline about the the haunted basement at the old school or whatever hospital or whatever, and they're watching the video footage and that cop starts and that oh chanting shit. or yes. he starts saying these words. Yeah, and then the yeah. girl falls from the oh yeah no I jumped out of my fucking skin. Shit, for sure. I haven't jumped that hard in a lot. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't jumped that hard since Jim. I don't know. Right, that's good. <laughs> Since I had that jump rope. <laughs> jump rope. Jump rope for heart. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I completely forgot oh, about that. shit. I mean, just 30 minutes later, I'm just like, I'll just start laughing because I'm like still trying to release <laughs> this fucking He's all tingling. Tension. His arms are all tingling. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> Holy shit, that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. So it's got a really good jump scare. <laughs> it's got a few, but that one was holy shit. So, what, Jason? What was about the changeling th- storyline that didn't work for you? Did it just go on too long? I mean, I kind of feel like they all kind of went on too long, but I think that had to do with it all being split up the way it was. It really made the storylines feel like they drug on for too long because of the because of the way they told the story. But what was it about particular that the changeling? Uh, episode didn't spoiler alert <laughs> what you ruined that that's the whole spoiler in that segment does that is the changeling oh but that's fine nah fuck that one so the changeling <laughs> oh for one. mine was more about um I didn't like could have been the about the doors of song. all four people in that yeah the acting okay alright the little kid's acting kind of bothered me, but he's oh. a little kid, so I was being forgiving. Oh, I thought he was the best one. Oh. Yeah, of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dynamic of the husband, wife, and kid, you know, just like... Yeah. It's just like, you guys are being dramatic assholes. You know, like, I'm just like... You're treating each other like shit. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I mean, like if that yeah, that dynamic felt a little unnecessary. Like I don't know why that was really all that important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and then with the fact that it's tied tied to the other story because he's the security guard or to a cop or whatever that right. the dead body fell on top of. Um, I kind of feel like they they were really forcing in that into the storyline because you just keep hinting at like how he had been away for a while and you know there's He's hints like traumatized there's and... yeah there's hints of like not being in control of his anger and stuff like that when it comes to the sun but I, I mean I don't know so probably, I, that that I, didn't work that well I think that kid got off easy if my freaking son would have stabbed me in the hand with a fork he <laughs> would have been a lot worse than a belt I'll tell you that and in the beginning just uh oh it's okay I sure I'm a cop but let's break the law oh yeah yeah, the tree. yeah. and then they're in a forest with no Christmas trees 
where they got a Christmas exactly. tree. Exactly. <laughs> it was like a barren forest that they were traipsing through. And then I hated the color correction on that segment. Was it just that one that was yeah. the color was goof? Okay. Yeah. It's very washed and blue. Yeah, I've just never been a fan of that one. I mean, I guess in some films it worked, it like Stakeland, yeah. that that works in. But yeah, this was too blue. But this is yeah, too... for the most part, I'm not a big fan of washing out color. And I then, love color. And then the guardian of this of the changelings, he's gonna wa- let this happen, and then be like, yeah, because he was watching them the whole time. And so he's gonna let his little guys get out, and then be like, why'd you let my little guys out? Yeah, you, you let it happen, you fucked That's a up. really good point, yeah. So, And that whole interaction at the end of that it, with the Guardian 2 is just like, what the fuck? And then what happens to him, and it's just like, okay, well, that just seemed all pointless. Yeah, so now yeah. it's... Yeah, that was probably my least favorite one, too, now, now that we talked about it. Now she's the Guardian of yeah. the... Just like, what? Yeah, I, that's what I was wondering. Like, now that she, spoiler alert, shoots that guy, is she, like, the new Guardian? Past the torch thing. Yeah, I, I had that thought too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I the only I I kind of sort of liked it just because I like the the changeling angle of it. It's like that's yeah, not in something you see. Sure, you're right, but you're right. I think it was poorly executed. I liked him like climbing on the ceiling. That scared the shit out of me. And, yeah, and it was it was it was really awkward to have that segment of the kid feeling up his mom. When it yeah, hadn't really, really, really told you that he's not the real kid yet. You know, that was like one of that the first clues. Weird. So it was came off a little too weird than it was like. That made me feel really uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. why is this? It's like, what the what are you fuck? Trying to do? Incest is best. <laughs> sure, but in a movie? <laughs> it was weird. Oh, it yeah. It was weird. This isn't a German movie. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> I mean, I think the point was to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Absolutely, but... and that's totally cool, and I'm all for that. But it's like too much too soon, you know, like before exactly. they let you know what's going on. Like, and you like already to the changeling thing first, and then that would be a little yeah. more okay. Then you're like, oh, <laughs> that's not her son feeling up her his mom. Yeah. What yeah. The fuck? So. Well, and you you already got a little bit of that anyway, so you didn't really need that scene because you had the scene where she she gets out of the shower the and the shower. son's standing there watching. Yeah, and that was already weird enough. Yeah, that was yeah. enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the whole changeling idea, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a little yes. meh. So that's why. Okay. All those, valid those points. Seventeen reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, we can move on. Um, any other films we want to discuss? We t- talked about two. I mean, that's kind of the first one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's worth noting, maybe. Yeah. You decide. Well, have you guys still seen Rare Exports? Oh, excellent. Love that I movie. Oh, it's no. really good. Oh. No? It's really good. It's just been a while, so I'm trying it's to piece a while. it together. It's been a while. Yeah. It's worth mentioning because it felt like one of the first that brought Krampus to the mass yeah. in a way. I mean, yeah. to the screen in a... 
The only thing, and the only reason why I didn't Evil. bring it up before in this episode is it's like, I don't think they ever really come out and say who he is. I mean, he's I obviously... He was always more like the uh, real Santa Claus, but not yeah. the Santa Claus that everybody thought. Yeah. But, he, but he's not even yeah. that, because like, yeah. you <laughs> learn that the, that, 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 that creepy old guy, creepy old naked guy, he's just an elf. <laughs> yeah, creepy and, old guy and if and a reveal, oh. if a six foot tall creepy old guy naked creepy old guy is just an elf how big is how big and fucked up is santa and you don't yeah. really get to see it but you kind of you get a scope a little bit and that's, that's such the cool part of that movie yeah that it feeling. was yeah it's it's a fantastic movie and it's it is it's it's honestly a movie that you can watch with the whole family because there's nothing from what i remember there's nothing overtly gory or royally fucked up no, not really. Except for some maybe some old man ass, but uh Everybody that, likes some old man ass. Yeah. yeah. Like he earned those wrinkles. <laughs> 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 but but again, also you're right cuz I mean they don't really come out and say that he's Santa. Everything's just alluded to that. Um well, I guess well there is a lot of com- com- comment about Santa, but he could also yeah. be Krampus too because he had horns. I remember the the big creature that you don't really get to see all you really see is some big ass horns sticking out it's like an amalgamation of uh, the two characters it introduced a dark santa version a dark supernatural santa with horns yeah Yeah. and again and what what country is that movie from it's swedish swedish so i mean i I don't i don't know finland finnish it's finnish finnish okay um i don't know the full lore of of the of holiday the mythology in in Finland, but it could the whole thing could be more Krampus than Santa Claus anyway, for all we know. But no, you're yeah, that's a definitely a good one to throw into the mix, um, into the the Krampus conversation. Yeah, that's a great movie. I I should probably watch that this year for for the yeah, holidays. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it for a few years, but I mean, I I bought it when it came out and just absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Did you do you have the DVD of it? I have the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray the the, the that's got the um, the original um, short film on it. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is awesome and hilarious and like totally different. But but the end of the movie of Rare Exports leads into that uh, into the uh, and that's what's crazy. The ending is is so much more comical than the whole rest of the movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little jolting, but that the ending of that kind of leads into the short film, in a way. So, and then Jason, you got to uh, finally uh, watch uh, Saint or Sint or however it's pronounced. Oh yeah. What'd you What'd you think? Give me a second. <laughs> I don't remember. I wrote it no. down. Do you want the box? It's no. Here somewhere. I just need a sec. Oh, I liked. <laughs> okay, now I'm remembering it all. I started uh, reading the subtitles, and then I got tired, so I switched it to English dubs. I remember that. I remember liking the kids and the actors, and that was really cool. What the fuck happened? (laughs) People die. That's all I really remember. It's been a while. It's been a long time since I've watched it, so... I mean, I remember being gory as fuck. Yeah, the war was really cool. It's it's not the best movie ever, but it, it's fun. I mean, yeah, 
It's it's a Christmas slasher essentially, totally. but I mean like a Christmas supernatural slasher. Yep. Yeah. Oh, totally recommend it. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was, I mean, at least watch good. it once. Yeah. You know. Terry, I don't think it. Oh, what? No, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. I was say I don't think they ever released it on Blu-ray in the U.S. And then I remember it kind of pissing me off that the uh, the DVD quality could have been better. Yeah, it wasn't super good. Yeah, like there were like you could see like you know artifacts and you know the mm-hmm. visual crap that annoys me on some DVDs, but that's a that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Terry or Sam, have you guys seen Saint? Nope. Nope. Okay. Cool. And it's been so long since I've seen it. I I cannot really remember much of anything. Uh, Jason's pulling up some pictures, though. That staff that he's got is really reminiscent of Santa Claus's staff in A Christmas Horror Story. Mm -hmm. Well, a little bit, anyway. A little bit. Little bit. All right, cool. Any other any other films that we want to bring up before we uh, move on? Hmm. There's um. Oh, shit, I'm blanking on the movie. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Goldberg. Um. The wrestler. Yeah. Oh. Oh, what the fuck is that? Santa Slay. Santa, Santa Slay. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ, how long do I have to sit here to tell you before I tell you guys? Uh, I almost got up and went in the other room and grabbed it off the shelf. I honestly, <laughs> totally blank. There's that movie. Yeah. Which is one of the the best first five minutes of any movie ever. Because Fran Drescher and you get to see Fran Drescher and um, uh, what's his name from Saturday Night Live get killed. The other half of Night of the Roxbury guys. Oh, Chris Kattan? Yeah, Chris Kattan. He should die in every movie. That's true. Uh, so should Fran Drescher. Life, whatever. I like Fran Drescher. Well, I like her in UHF. That's about it. Well, yeah, me yeah. too. But, you know, that's because it's UHF. Everybody's yeah. awesome in UHF. Don't look at me like that. Hmm. So that the way you look at me when I talk about Boy Meets World? Yeah, the same look. <laughs> I know. I could I could school you on some UHF trivia. I know. Greatest comedy ever. Yes! Ah, oh, you have just Love now redeemed respect. yourself for yep. knock knock, sir. <sighs> Kiss <now>. ass. <laughs> hey, UHF makes it all better. Anything weird, Al. Yes! Ah. Oh. John, I've awesome. seen him in concert. Best concert. One of the best concerts ever. I've seen him in concerts... 50 million times? Pretty seven close. or eight times, something like that, yeah. Wow. I have his autograph somewhere. Best show on earth. I have I have his autograph a couple times, but I have a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, was I think it was the Off the Deep End tour. Nice. Uh, I saw him, I think, two or three times on that tour, and I wore the same Hawaiian shirt all to each concert, to try to get um, him and his whole band's autographs. I got all of them except for, I think, um, uh, the uh, Steve J. I think is the only one I got. I did not get. Um, but I got John Bermuda Schwartz. Nice. Um, and the you know a couple of the other guys. And, of course, Weird Al. And, that's, and I started getting autographs on that shirt when 
I saw him at the Paramount. The first, the first one I saw that year, saw him at the Paramount in Cedar Rapids, and we got there like two or three hours early because we had to. It was the rule. Um, we got there two or three hours early. And we parked right across the street from the Paramount, and Weird Al is just hanging out in front of the Paramount, completely by himself. There's nobody else around, just hanging out, looking around. So I ran across the street, didn't even pay attention to traffic. Ran across the street and got a chance to talk to him for two or three minutes before he started getting flooded by people. So it was awesome. And he signed my Hawaiian shirt and then started hanging out, hanging, and the other rest of the two were hanging out uh, back uh, outside the back doors, waiting for the rest of the band to come out to get their autographs on the shirt. So I like how we go from Christmas. And he sang that one Krampus song, right? But he does. He's got a couple Christmas songs. Um, there's the Night Santa <laughs> Went Crazy. It's a good, oh, good song. At Zero. And Christmas at Grand Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love Weird Al. Me too. He's a national treasure. He's also smarter than all of us combined. That's very true. Um, let's do a Weird Al podcast. I'm cool with it. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Me and Mike talking. God, hey, I'm down. Shut up about this guy. <laughs> I could, I could, I could talk. Seriously, let's do a UHF commentary just for the fuck of it. Oh, it's got yeah. some horror elements, like Conan the Librarian. I mean, that's somebody gets split in half. That's close to being horror. There, Satan, Satan yeah. shows up in the movie. Well, yeah. you can't get any more horror than that. There's, there's some good, <laughs> there's some gore in it when yeah. Emil yeah. Phillips cuts his finger off. Yeah. You know what? You know what I want to see? I want, I want to see a Nature Trail to Hell movie. Yes. Yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> I have I have uh, Weird Al in 3D on vinyl that I, I picked it up at Goodwill for like two bucks. Oh, nice. So mm-hmm. perfect. God. Hey, okay. Um. Oh, anyway, <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second. I gotta get my my vinyl copy of it. I'll be right back. It's right there, right? To get him a longer cord. Oh, no, for it's not. It's upstairs in the warehouse shrine. Anyway, um, I think I think it's also on the in 3D album. But like, um, John, have you ever taken it out of the out of the case and looked at the empty groove portion of the of the album? No, I haven't. Um, take it out on all of his on on a, I think on his like first five or six albums on vinyl. He would he would have. Uh, were, he would have like little car, little words and phrases carved into the empty grooves of the al- of the albums. I guess I did not know that. Yep, I I failed as a Weird Al fan today. <laughs> but you learned something, so you gained. But something. I but I learned. The more you know. That's right. <sighs> what are we talking about? Something with horror movies. I don't even. I don't know. Is that what we do? <laughs> okay. So all right. So since we're getting way off track, we might as well start to wrap things up, right? Mm-hmm. So let's take let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll do some happy holiday segments. Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies.
Hey everybody, this is Wayne. This is Zip. Lori. Brian. Doug. And we're the Necronomicast, a weekly horror podcast brought to you by us, horror fans for you, horror fans. We talk about movies, books, celebrity interviews, your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) Necronomicast. Uh, We also talk about streaming movies, new movies, as well as news in horror. And that's just a sample of what you'll get on the Necronomicast. <laughs> Do we say horror movies? <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com. Also visit us on Facebook. And on iTunes and all that. Necronomicast. Uh, we'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com for more madness and horror and blood. We're good. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> And we're back. It's Happy Holiday Segments time here on Attack of the Killer Happy Podcast. Holidays. I kind of forgot, dude, this is our Christmas theme episode there for a while, so I had to, I gotta throw in some holiday words. Do you have any, like, songs to introduce the segments? Let me think here. <clears throat> I'm dreaming of some shout-outs. Yes! <laughs> it's time for... Shout-outs! Okay, uh, <laughs> shout outs. How oh, I asked, um, have you ever seen Krampus? Did you like it? What other Krampus inspired horror, Christmas horror films do you love? And we had a few comments. Uh, Willis Wheeler says, loved Krampus. Show it to your badass kids when they start acting up around Christmas time. That's what you should do. It's punishment. <laughs> Brian Clark says, Krampus was great. I took my kids not because they're bad, but because they love trick-or-treat and were just as excited as I was to see it. Those are some cool kids. They are are the greatest kids ever. Um, It did not not disappoint. Other Yuletide favorites are the obvious Silent Night, Deadly Night and Gremlins. And perhaps the less obvious, Jaws the Revenge. (laughs) Jaws the Revenge. No, you're not taking that one? Nope. Okay. Uh, Doug Kaborik says uh, that who's of the Necronomicast podcast out of Omaha, our buddies. Well, they used to be because he says me and the Necronomicast crew were let down. What? What? Right? Oh, podcast rivalry right I now. Think, I think we need to have a uh, podcast throwdown. Yeah. Yep. We what? should do something like that. That'd be fun. Like Crossover. Get both get podcasts to on record show. one show. And then we can all together both and then release just fight it and, the, and fight the whole show. Yeah. More like necron necronomic ass. <laughs> and then we could do it like Good God. One. We can and then we record two endings, um, <laughs> like for their show, like they did for, for Godzilla versus King Kong. And so, like in Japan, you know, they had King uh, Godzilla win, and in America they had King Kong win. <laughs> So we could do the same thing. Like when we stream it out, we win, and but when they stream it out, they win. It's brilliant. It's probably a really good idea. Make it happen. <laughs> on it. And lastly, on Facebook, uh, Lorraine White says, Rare Exports was the first Krampus 
esque movie to come to mind and well worth a watch for those tolerant of subtitles. <laughs> and then on Twitter, uh, Lee Russell at Howgly Reviews uh, says, Haven't seen Krampus, but my favorite Krampus inspired film is Rare Exports. That's, that's awesome. And then Bo Beecraft. Book Bookcraft. Who is it, Terry? How do you say it? It's Beecraft. I was right. So you yeah. laughed at me for nothing. Okay. Uh, Bo Beecraft at Bo Beecraft uh, says, Every time I hear the word, the name Krampus, I think of girl periods. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to follow that guy. Periods? Yeah, I'm going to follow that guy because that's funny. That is awesome. And <laughs> that's what we have for shout outs. Woo! <laughs> Wow. Wicked Words with Wear Tear had a very shiny segment. (laughs) Wicked Words with Wear Tear. I didn't think I was going to get a song, and so I'm very pleased, Mike. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, um, I thought uh, I'd look into some Krampus literature for this episode, and I came across a graphic novel by none other than Michael Doherty. Whoa. What? Yeah. The director of Krampus. Oh, there we go. That guy. Um, There's a graphic novel called Krampus Shadow of St. Nicholas. And I'm like, oh, is it just like a graphic novel retelling of his movie? But from what it says on here, it's actually different stories. Like, it's like a Krampus anthology graphic novel. It, it was just released, like, in November. Like, it's pretty new. So it sounds really awesome. Um, check that out. There's And there's a Kindle version as well, if you can't get a hold of it, a physical copy. But then I'm like, well, maybe he's done other books. So I looked into that as well. And then I found this other graphic novel, <laughs> which is called Trick or Treat, Days of the Dead. What? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, it, it's, uh, it's another anthology. Basically, uh, it's an, another trick-or-treat anthology story. I don't know if it'll be the same stories that they'll use for the second film. But it's like in the same sort of format or whatnot. But yeah, and it uses... Um, He's, like, one of the main writers, and then he has some of his writers that he uses on Krampus and, what, like, his same team of writers or whatever. And then it has artists like Fiona Staples, who does Saga, which I fucking love. Um, Stephen Byrne, Stuart Sager, like, some people that have worked on, like, 
the Buffy um, graphic novels and things like that. Like, they look awesome. I had no idea these existed, so I thought I would tell you about them. So there. Thanks, Terry. Did you get any of them, or you just found them? I just saw... Well, I was a slacker, so I just saw them today. That's cool. But I will try to get my hands on them and check them out for sure. Send us some links or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to read those. That sounds cool. Mm Mm-hmm. The graphic novels, they have pictures. Yep. Exactly. Those are things you like. I do like pictures. (laughs) More pictures, less words. All right, I guess it's time for Insane's Picks, Insane's Picks, time for Insane's Picks. Yes. Okay, so... Um, I didn't do what I usually, what I traditionally do, and try to pick a movie to theme it to the episode, because um, I sure as hell was not going to watch any of those direct DVD cramps movies. Fuck that noise. So, um, actually, I don't know how I got on this particular kick, but I be- I became obsessed with the history of a particular film that I wanted to learn more about. Um, may- it may have to do with maybe the current script that I'm writing as well, but. Uh, um, as we're all aware, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, 70s animal attack movies like like um, Grizzly, uh, uh, Day of the Animals, Swarm, Piranha, that kind of stuff. And so I picked a movie uh, for this particular episode, uh, a movie that was never even really finished. And depending on who you talk to, the year was 1983, 87, 2007. And that is Grizzly 2, The Concert. What? Yes, Grizzly 2, The Concert. Um, The movie was filmed in 1983. The movie plays like it's 1976. Um, It's very reminiscent. Uh, It's it's very cookie-cutter reminiscent of uh, those other Animal Attack films, like Grizzly and um, Prophecy and, and, and... all those big bear movies. What's unique about this one is the movie was n- was not finished. It was filmed in '83. Uh, it was filmed in Budapest, Hungary, and the Hungarian government seized all the production equipment for non-payment of bills. So the production was shut down. And in 1987, Canon Films had had purchased the film. Um, but then immediately about 1988 is when Canon started going through all their problems and Canon Pictures dissolved. So, again, it was never finished and never released. And until the year 2007 when the work print of Grizzly 2, the concert, was leaked online. So you can find this movie in what's its closest of entirety online. Um... And it's called Grizzly to the Concert because this time around, at whatever forest resort, typical forest resort it may be, um, the local mayor is planning a huge rock concert. Yes! Uh, and it just so happens a like, 20-foot 
tall grizzly is is attacking people in the woods and it's very much like the first grizzly where it's just like some people are picked off in the woods it's all pov of the bear you don't see much of the bear yes does the horse's heads get whacked off there is no horse's head get bear whacked. slap no 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 bear slapping horse head knockoffs okay. in this one so that's a little bit of a letdown yeah um but <laughs> but uh <clears throat> Here's the thing, like if you were to, if anybody ever plays the game Six Degrees of Separation and you need a movie that connects Deborah Foreman, oh, that may be why I wanted to find this movie, um, John uh, John Rayans Davis, I think that's how you say his name, right, from Lord yes. of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. okay, um, yes. Louise Fletcher from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, plays Nurse Hatchet, or wait, what's your name, Nurse the bitchy nurse. <laughs> <laughs> That's her new name. George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. What? So if you need a movie that connects all those actors, Grizzly 2, The Concert. It's also been known as as Predator, The Concert. Um, yes, but this movie does have George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen in their very, very, very early acting career. And mm-hmm. I did a little research... Like, uh, Charlie Sheen and George Clooney had done a little bit of television work, like maybe one or two appearances in some shows before this movie. And then I didn't really look into Laura Dern's too much. It may be one of her first films. Um, you get to see Laura Dern in her um, bra and panties. Uh, she strips down to her bra and panties before she gets it on in the sleeping bag with, with George Clooney. But they play three typical... Um, you know, typical teenagers backpacking in the woods where they're not supposed to be. They go beyond the, the the point where they you know they ignore the warning signs that they're not supposed to go in this particular part of the woods. And the the, the movie again, since it's a work print, the quality of the of the film is horrible. And so like all the nighttime shots are really impossible to see what's going on. So honestly, like and Charlie Sheen is in this movie so little. Um, He's such such a background character between the three these three t- camping teenagers that you really question if that's Charlie Sheen or not. You can't even really see him very well. But that's obviously George Clooney in his eighties per mullet, and that's obviously Laura Dern. Um, so the movie's awesome just to watch for that. Uh, they're not in the movie a lot because they're just they're just uh, you know fodder for the for the grizzly. Um, they're one of the earlier deaths in the film as well, so you don't get to see him too too much. Um, again, since this was 1983, this was like during the early days of the new wave movement. And so the, the, the quote unquote bands that are playing at this concert are, are very new wavy. Like there's, (laughs) there's like two or three songs that are performed the entire song, mind you, by this like female diva-esque kind of band. Like they, they dress like they're from the, the movie Valley Girl, but then they perform like they're the band Devo. So it's it's really weird, and their songs are just... I, I meant to write down some lyrics, and I didn't, but their songs are just fucked up and horrible. But the scope of the concert is amazing, because, like, the reverse camera angles and stuff, you see just huge field of crowds of people, you know, cheering and enjoying the music and whatnot. And so it has a huge scope to it. And why is that? Because the concert scenes... The crowds were filmed after a Nazareth concert, um, and the crowd was unaware that they were being filmed. (laughs) That's awesome. So, so, so these are Nazareth fans 
uh, excuse me, Hungarian Nazareth fans <laughs> at some at some uh, new wave concert. So there you go. <clears throat> Um, what's also amazing about this movie is that, uh, you know, we, we, I talked about uh, at the beginning of the show, I can't remember what the, oh, um, when you guys were talking about Full House and and the, uh, us. the well, was it John that mentioned that the, the video of Full House where they took the little kids out? Yeah. Um, that's what this movie's like, because... None of the bear shots are in this movie. Oh. <laughs> and so so you see you have a lot of shots of people reacting to absolutely nothing. Wow. Yeah. And it's awesome. Oh, that's all. oh man, I need to see this. There's a lot of blank frames. You see a lot of just black frames throughout the whole movie where special effects shots are supposed to be inserted. So you don't really get any special effects in the movie either. There was one animatronic grizzly bear that was made for this movie that didn't work. It worked worse than the Jaws shark in Jaws. Um, so that's all amazing as well. And then even more bizarre is that there there is like at the beginning of the movie where they're getting the concert ready and people are rehearsing and the background dancers are, are exercising and getting getting warmed up and practicing their moves and stuff and people are putting together the stage and stuff. There's ambiance background rock music. It's the Michael Jackson Thriller album. So there's this stolen, highly copyrighted music that was just laid into this work print to have some kind of music for people to be dancing to and reacting to that's obviously not there. So very, very bizarre. So it's not a good movie, but even even by the standards of So Bad It's Good, but it is a curiosity piece. Um, definitely worth checking out. Worth checking out for seeing uh, work print with a grizzly bear movie with no grizzly bear, um, stolen Michael Jackson music, and very early performances by George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. So it's all in full entirety on YouTube under the title "Grizzly to the Concert" or "Predator the Concert." So check it wow, out. Wow, that's amazing, dude! You know what this movie needs? What's Two that? words. JJ. JJ. <laughs> 4K restoration. For Grizzly yeah, 2. JJ Abrams needs to fall in love with this movie and finish it. That's right. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> that fucking awesome. He needs to finish this movie. He should. He should just do that. He should just, just go around and buy up all these like <laughs> shitty, unfinished, like cheesy genre films and just restore them all and do the George Lucas work on them and like add new digital effects and everything It'd be freaking awesome new CGI bear and and I put George Clooney Laura Dern and Charlie Sheen faces on the poster yep all looking <laughs> off in the distance like you can't find this movie on their IMDB page they're all listed on Grizzly 2's IMDB page but if you go to George Clooney's acting credits and Charlie Sheen's acting credits, it's not there. They're like, nope. Nope. It didn't happen. <laughs> That's okay right. That. It was never released. It doesn't exist. So. <laughs> so that's in Saints Picks. Wow. <clears throat> you gotta watch that. Yep. Nice. It's fun. And it's, it's an easy watch, too. It's, a, it's, it's not even quite an hour. It's not even an hour and a half. So. It'll go by pretty fast. Okay, so that's it. That's another episode here on this 
Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Hope everybody enjoyed opening their digital present. A sweet, sweet episode about Krampus. A song-filled, a singing-filled episode. That's right. With lots, lots of, you know, it's the perfect Christmas episode. It is. It's our Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much it's like Ben Crosby and David Bowie, you get the vocal stylings of me and Jason. Yeah, why did those other three fuckers sing? Yeah, when's your song? <laughs> Sam, give us something. Come on, Sam. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. <laughs> That's copyrighted. That's good, though. That's good. Perfect. All right. So, what else we got coming up for Attack of the Killer podcast? Our next episode should be our best of 2015. Right. You put it. You went up at the end, so it sounded like a question. Are you telling us or asking us? Because you're the boss. That is. That is. I believe what's next. As long as. Schedules, the rest allow, it schedules allow it to be next. As long as other celebrities don't die this year. It'll, yes. it'll either be, well, it'll either be, it'll be one of three things. <laughs> if our schedules work out, it'll be the best of 2015 episode. If our schedules get even more hectic than they already are, it'll probably be a commentary yep. episode. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and if they get even more crazier than that, it'll be another best of episode. That's so. true. That's true. So, but that's the plan. So, coming up, coming up soon best will be of. the uh, the best of 2015, our annual best of the Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show, yeah. where these podcasters pick their top ten favorites and bottom five least favorite films 2015. That's right. So, anybody out there listening, if there's movies out there you think we should see, to make sure that uh, that movies. we uh, they show up on our lists, let us know. Check, you know, write us on Facebook, give us a tweet. Give us a call at that number. At our number. That nobody uh, checked to see if it still worked. Yeah, but keep, yeah, but keep, uh, you know, let us know. Let us know what you think. We get lonely here and we want to hear from our fans. Yes, you can call it 415 952 6857 or 415 All right, so. That concludes another episode. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. And have a bloody new year. Bye, everybody. Oh, no. Could this be the end of? Wow. Attack of the Killers.